Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mild and Lazy Guys podcast, the most inconsistent podcast on the internet. I'm one of your hosts, Matt. I'm Andrew. And on today's episode, we're just going to try to get back in the swing of things. We've got a really, really big junk mail segment and questionable behavior from the internet uh, segment. We are going to give you a double dose of uh, our Mount Rushmore segment. Um, We are going to talk a little sports if we can. Um, And then we're going to wrap it up with what are we watching and what are we listening to uh, but as always, before we get started, let me ask you to follow us on Instagram at Mild and Lazy. Um, you can get show updates there. Um, you can also follow us on Spotify now and get notifications on when we drop an episode every two months. Uh, but we'll get into that. Um, so, what's up, man? What's been going on? Well, kind of a lot, I guess, just because it's been so long. Like I said, I think we're consistently inconsistent with this but that's one thing we're good at yeah we're pretty good at not being good at making time but um let's see since then we've had a couple freezes which sucks for me for work Mm -hmm. first one was like a legit freeze and like we did we were shut down for like three days so then like the following week was really bad uh the second freeze which was like a week ago wasn't bad at all but we couldn't get anything from dallas so it just dumped on us again the next week um Claire is forcing me to, I think she's, like, sabotaging my hair on purpose to try to get me to get a haircut. Because she was like, let me trim your beard up, which led to, like, trimming, like, what she calls my neck burns back here. Yeah. And then I just hear her go, oh, that's not good. And I turn around, and she just can't stop laughing. Like, apparently, she went from trimming up, like, just, you know, just a little hair in her neck to, like, buzzing, like, a side mullet mm. of my side of my head. So I can't, like, pull my hair back when I have to work. I just have to, like, let it flow freely now to cover up like this side mullet i had but she she couldn't stop laughing like legitimately for like two straight minutes and then she was trying to get her head straight to like like no no no, it's okay just let me finish but i'd be like okay fine i turn around and then she would just look at me and just start laughing all over again so so that was fun you know to get humiliated is it not time just to embrace the mullet fully and just go for it i don't want a mullet i'd rather i i I told claire i'd rather shave my beard and get a mustache and just get like a normal haircut with a mustache than like a mullet i think you should go Goatee. I don't know. My dad's been rocking a goatee since like '96. It's just look, the natural just evolution. Like of, it's just the natural evolution of things. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's the answer. Here. And and Owen has like the same haircut as my dad. Cause my dad's had the same haircut and beard since I was like in elementary school. Yeah, which hey, it's a good look for you. Um, but I mean, shit, a lot's been going on just around the world. Just seems like it's getting worse. Yeah, I didn't know if we wanted to touch on that today. Yeah, we you know, can, you know, we, we stop recording and all of a sudden Russia invades Ukraine. I don't know if that's that's on us. I think that's the universe telling us we need to get our shit together. Yeah. So hopefully, when this releases, like you know, there'll be like a ceasefire and we'll come yeah. to a peace agreement uh-huh. once this episode drops. Yeah, Putin, Zelensky, let's get it done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just working a lot, and then I just come home. I'm fucking tired. Mm-hmm. You just eat something. Naturally. We've been watching like a lot of TV, just being boring and. Mm-hmm. Just raising them kids. Being an adult. Yeah, for real. That's right. like that's what adult is. It's like going to work, coming home, like defalling meat, just cooking it, and be like, oh, you want to watch this show again? Yeah, okay. 
And then it's like 10 o'clock. Hey, you ready to get in bed? Okay, let's get in bed. And then just re- repeat. Rinse, repeat. But, you know, you get, you, you're lucky if you marry someone you actually like to spend time with. Because I'm not complaining when I say these things. Because I genuinely like, Claire's like my best friend. So just hanging out with her is always just a good thing for me. Yeah. But just hanging out at the house. Like, we're both homebodies. So I never have anything interesting to tell you. I just I just go to work and yeah, watch Scooby-Doo with Elizabeth. Uh, and we'll touch on, I'm glad you said watching stuff with your kids. Because... In the, uh, in the in the internet segment, we uh, we'll talk about that. Um, yeah, uh, so I haven't been shy about my struggles with my mental health on on this podcast, and uh, so yeah, part of the delay, um, part of the the kind of hiatus was uh, I started grad school. Uh, we lost somebody at work, so the workload kind of doubled. Oh, I thought you meant no, no, no. Sorry, somebody left. Oh, and then, I was like dang, no. Uh, real. Somebody left, and so workload kind of increased. Slack, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know started grad school, so I wasn't doing well. You know, I texted you and Alex just to let y'all know, like, hey, I'm not, I'm not in a good spot. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think it's just an adjustment thing, like getting used to doing the grad school thing, and then work. You yeah, know, you kinda, got, a, got a lot going on. Kind of figuring itself out. Um, I started therapy again, so that's helping. Um, and I know you're a big 105.3 uh, guy. Yeah, have you heard the commercials for, like, the low T center? Yeah, they always do. Yeah, so I started getting testosterone treatments. So <laughs> turns out testosterone has a lot to do with, like, your your anxiety and depression levels. Really? Yeah, so I went in, and they do, like, blood work or whatever to, like, kind of see where you're at. And so, like, an acceptable range is, like, 350 to like a thousand i don't know how they like milla i don't know what the measurement is but that's the range mine was like a 199 so i joked with the doctor i was like so i'm basically a woman and he didn't find it funny but i found it funny (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so i did blood work and they're like yeah man you're no wonder you feel like shit you're tired and you're depressed and angry all the time your testosterone is like not there at all yeah so they do other tests too they do like a full panel to make sure like you know, they do your thyroid, your, uh, in the blood work, they check your thyroid, your, almost said your butthole, uh, your, uh, prostate, uh, diabetes, um, like, cholesterol, blood pressure, all that. So all that was good. I mean, my cholesterol was a little bit on the high side, which obviously, um, but yeah, so started T treatments and I'm already kind of feeling, I'm feeling better. I've gotten two treatments now or two injections. So, um, I'd recommend it to anybody. Like, it's already making me, like, my brain fog is clearing up. Um, my mood is better. Things downstairs. Dude, yeah. I could I could poke a hole in that wall if I needed to. Like, it's... Well, I appreciate it if you go to your house before you start poking I will, walls. I will, but it's, th- that's improving. Um, well, that's a rousing endorsement just right there. Yeah, yeah, so it's... Where was it at? Is this, like, somewhere in Dallas? It's in Mansfield. So it's just a quick trip um, up 287. No. You get to stop by Jimmy John or um, Jersey Mike's on the way. Oh, dude, there's a, Jer- there's a Jersey Mike's right down the street. <laughs> Perfect. So like the first time I had, bl- I'd, I hadn't had, I'd blood drawn in years. So I had my blood drawn and I felt fine. And then I stood up and I was like, holy shit. I felt like I was floating. Like, cause I guess my sugar was low or something. Mm-hmm. And the nurse saw me. She's like, you okay? I was like, mm, not really. She's like, here, drink this Gatorade and eat this. And then I felt better. And so. I went to Jer- I went to Jersey Mike's and destroyed a sandwich. Like 
then I I felt better. But there's Jersey Mike's literally like half a mile down the road. So every time I go, it's a Jersey Mike's. I mean, stop. I'll go just to get Jersey Mike's. But yeah, I would recommend it to anybody. I mean, it's it it affects other aspects of your health. So um, yeah, so that's kind of been what's going on with me. Um, just kind of working on my mental health, you know. And then I feel bad because I know this is slacking, and I feel bad because I'm not like pulling my weight. And that kind of just adds to it, but I, everything I else would come first. This is just something we like to do on the side. Yeah, but uh, but no, it's getting better. So, like I said, I started therapy again, and then you know the testosterone's helping. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, that's it. We sold Lauren's car. That sold was her, like an it was edge? like an Edge Ford Edge, yeah. yeah. And then I gave her the Accord, the gray one. Yeah, I saw it the other day, and I just figured. You'd no, I was wondering why I, she was in your car. I gave it to her, and then I actually flew to Kansas and dr- bought a car. Oh, it, shit. It is, my, it is the first car that I owned in high school. It's just like, a year newer. It's not the exact car. Oh, I was like, damn, you really tracked it down no, to Kansas? No. no. Wow. Uh, it's a Acura Integra, 96 Acura Integra. I saw Integra. that out there. Yeah. It looks pretty good. Yeah, for, 90, for a 26, 7-year-old car, yeah. So, yeah, I flew you to, dro- And then you drove it back from Kansas? Yeah, drove it back. That's a hell of a test drive. Made it, yeah. It was a lot of faith. I bought it. Yeah, I was like, you really go crossing state lines hoping this thing makes it But home. me and the guy were going back and forth, and he sent me videos of, like, him driving it, of it running, like, kind of everything, a little brief history of, like, service records and stuff. So I felt I felt good about it. Um, so I flew out on Monday, last this last past Monday, a week ago almost. Um, flew out of Love Field, and this was a big test for my anxiety because I've never flown by myself much less dealing with anxiety, but I flew to Denver. I had, like, a two-hour layover in Denver. Really cool. I sat in this restaurant with a, like, view of the Rocky Mountains and, like, ate steak and eggs. Did you check out the Denver airport? Was it the international mm-hmm. with all those conspiracy theories? Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. I didn't want to go stray too far from my gate, but they do have some, like, crazy art. Yeah. There's some stuff. weird shit out There's there. There's some weird shit. Yeah. And then while I was waiting for, like, outside my gate for my flight, I was, like, reading... I was listening to a conspiracy podcast about the Denver airport <laughs> while reading all the conspiracy theories. And I was like, man, I'm sitting above like a fucking military bunker right now. I don't know what's going on there, but it is some weird shit at that airport. Yeah. Uh, so, and then flew from Denver into Wichita and got an Uber and met the guy and bought the car and came back. But I don't know, man, I love it. Warren's like, you're happy with this? I'm like, yeah, I'm happy with this. Like, awesome. So many memories in that car yeah and i got it i got one just like it except this one's actually nicer but and then the one i had back in the day um yeah so she's happy she gets to drive she gets upgraded car i get you know because that's a nice car i don't drive i drive what two miles to work yeah same here i mean i don't need we we need a nice car for when we want to go to dallas or you know go to mansfield you know just a nicer car to travel in but i don't need a nice car so, there's some work that needs to be done with it. I mean, it's all original, so all the suspension's, like, shot. I mean, it sounds like a bucket of bolts right on around when you're going over bumps. But, you know, I, I enjoy doing that That's stuff. That's something so. you can do in time, though. Yeah. Like, you could have that thing for 10 years and just make it yours. Yeah, I enjoy doing that stuff. So, that's really all that's going on with me. Well, that reminded me. I went to my first airport last, like, two weeks ago. Not I, to fly, though. I'm hell assuming. no. But I was paid $100 to take my brother-in-law and sister-in-law at like 6 in the morning up to a DFW International. Deal. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Deal. Um, 
And I just stopped on the way home. But, yeah, I got 100 bucks and, like, this cool roach clip made out of, like, an antler. <laughs> so it was nice. really weird payment, yeah. but that's I, the two things I got. Hey. Uh, I just had to get up super early and take them, but yeah, you know, it wasn't too bad. I, I don't want to go inside, but getting in and out of DFW wasn't too bad. No, and you just got to go through that one little toll booth and on the way in. Yeah, I didn't know what to do. Like, I was, I was just every time I pulled up somewhere, I was like, I don't know what to do right now. You have to tell me. I've <laughs> never lost. been here. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if I give you money or do you give me a ticket. Like, how does this work? Yeah, but we figured it out. Yeah, uh, I only made it a little awkward. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the flight wasn't bad uh, on the way from Denver to Wichita. I was sitting next to... Isn't that like opposite ways, though, to go to Denver yeah, and to go to, to Wichita? we had to go west to come back east. Yeah, that's when you said you understand. were in Denver. I was like, why did you have to go to Denver to get it to Wichita? It was the layover. I don't know. Um, but uh, on the way to Wichita, there, I was sitting next... I was in the aisle, and uh, there was a little girl next to me and her mom, and she was playing... Or she was watching... She was, like, playing some princess game on her tablet... And she kept looking at me, and then she'd look, you know, look down and keep playing, and then she'd look at me, and then kind of keep playing. And then I saw her kind of lean over to her mom and like whisper something, and then her mom leaned over and was like, "My daughter wants to know if you want to play her princess pony game on her iPad." I was like, oh. "Sure." I was like, "I have I have a seven year old boy, so so I spent an hour playing the princess pony with this little girl <laughs> on the on the on the on her tablet on the flight." So That's that cool. that helped time go by. But uh, no, the airport. I always love our airports because there's there's just so much going on, like people going everywhere. Like, hey, where's this person? I wonder where this person's going or that would, person's it'd going. It'd probably be or, fun just like sitting people watch. Oh, it is, yeah. So yeah, especially a, at like a Vegas airport or Denver, like somewhere like that, or Vegas, international. Where people have ruined their lives. And yeah, going back home. yeah. I like to see the departures, <laughs> yeah. like people coming in to go home yeah. and see the like the defeated look on oh, their yeah. face. Oh yeah, but no, it was, it was it was a fun little trip. So um, good little test of the the anxiety there. Um, yeah, so that's it. Um, just school and work, and you hit up that new McDonald's yet by your work? Oh yeah, I figured like oh, you yeah. and Eric and all them probably tearing it up. Oh, we yeah. were gonna go this morning because um because they have like an indoor play area. Yeah, yeah. And I told Elizabeth like all week like we'll go there for breakfast and you can play. But then last night we were uh, having our sleepover on the couch on the air. She calls it a bounce house. It's just an air mattress in the living room, and we were watching um. What was it called? The Fairy Princess and the Unicorn, mm-hmm. which is exactly how it sounds. That's all it was, yeah. was mm-hmm. fairies and unicorns. Um, and then she fell asleep and then just, she ate a little ice cream before. Not a lot. I stick to that story. She didn't have a lot. And she just fucking hurled everywhere, like, repeatedly. Like, I don't feel good. And then she says that she's throwing up. And then as she's putting her hands over her face, she's throwing up. And then as I'm pulling her hair back, she's throwing up. It just kept, co- and then, like, I was like, okay, fuck it. I picked her up and, like, carried her to the... To the to the bathroom, and then she got over the toilet. She threw up again. Then I gave her the trash bag. She threw up again. So I don't remember what I was talking about. Oh yeah, so we didn't get to go to McDonald's. That was the reasoning. That was my whole like ridiculous tangent on that. Was um we've been wanting to go, but Ellie just threw up everywhere, and it was fucking disgusting. Dude, I know it's new, uh, and we'll see how this can how this progresses. But every time I go there, the food is hot. Like. That's good, right? It's very good, yeah. Okay, because most, most McDonald's, like, yeah, it's warm, it's hot, it's acceptable, but this one, it's like fresh, hot. Their ice cream machine works. That's a that's a rarity. Um, I had a soft serve cone for the first time in years. Oh my god, this last it's so week good. it was so good, so Dude, simple, so good. I love soft serve. Yep, I'm not. I, I don't like vanilla ice cream, but I'll go to Sonic and get a soft serve mm-hmm. anytime. Which, by the way, I, they're coming along with our Sonic right here by us. Cause it's under construction for remodel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been really missing my 
My Dr. Peppers from Yeah, there. that's that's pretty much like our go to is yeah. just to go get a drink for yeah. sure. Um but yeah, no, it, we'll see how it continues, you know, we'll see if that level drops off. But you talking prop- about McDonald's still? Yeah, McDonald's, okay. yeah. <laughs> you sound yeah. like real serious. We'll I see if that level continues. Yeah. Dude, I'm serious. Like it's always So right now service. they're like on point. Yes. And you'll keep us updated. I'll keep you updated. And, and Eric will as well. Hey, that means less Asian buffet. Which dude, I think the person I delivered to my rep owns that place. Oh really? It's a very foreign sounding name and on there it says like Asian King Buffet. Mm, yep. So yeah. those two things check out. When you saw the name and you see that, you're like, yep, that makes sense. <laughs> you see an Asian name yeah, and it's Asian extremely King Buffet, Asian name. DBA, yeah. And then the other mail's addressed to Asian King Buffet. I'm like, okay, I bet I bet he owns it. Yeah. I'm going to make that leap. Yeah, yeah, I think it's safe to so do that. So maybe we can introduce Eric and <laughs> see if they got, like, a reward system for Eric or something. <laughs> dude, I've avoided like that like a plague, dude. <laughs> uh, I did go to the new rice box. Um, right there by uh, Little Caesars. You know they changed that their place menu. Is never, there's no one ever in there. Like that, it holds like a hundred people. I don't know why they moved locate. Why they got that location? I don't know. But they changed their menu and they started offering like more traditional Chinese dishes. It's not just fried rice anymore. I love fried rice. Yeah, so do I. They still have it, but they also added like traditional Chinese, like General Tso's chicken, orange chicken, beef broccoli. Oh, you know, I'm stuff down with like all that. that. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Not bad. Yeah, I've liked I like it when it was um the one by Water Street by that muffler uh-huh, shop. That's yeah. the one we always carried out of. Yeah. I haven't been to this new one because it's just a massive location and I don't want to be the only person sitting in this big, you know, empty restaurant. It just makes me feel weird. I actually like that. I don't like being a crowded restaurant. I'd rather I'll just take it home. That's what I'm saying. I'm not mm-hmm. trying I'm not trying to be anywhere crowded. No, I know. Don't go to that card show then. Well, you want to talk about fucking crowded. Holy shit. Elbows and assholes Dude, everywhere. Yes. You're smelling everybody. <laughs> You're smelling <laughs> well, everybody. Well, unless like everything. Troy Aikman's there, then it ain't worth it. Who did I, I ran into Mike Madonna last time I went. Yeah, I bet he smelled so good. Yeah, he smelled amazing. God. He's a big fucking dude. Yeah, he's a big hunky. Big hunky Bigger dude, than I too. Thought. Bigger than I thought. Um, yeah, that's what she said. All right, let me see if I can remember how to do this. Uh, let's get into the junk mail segment. Uh, I think it's this one. That's what she said. Ah. <laughs> no, I think it's the one under it. That's my guess. <laughs> All right, so I pulled this off of Reddit, and I wish I could just read the comments because the comments were amazing. Uh, Headline, and this is uh, from iflscience.com. Company offers employees pods to masturbate in, complete with VR headsets. A company has taken the unusual step of offering their employees pods to masturbate in while at work as an employee benefit, which is usually things like a dental plan or free coffee. <laughs> the Cypress-based adult website, StripChat, installed four pods for its 200 employees. That's That ratio is off, sir. Uh, and will allow them to take 30-minute paid breaks during work to make wow. use of the pods, a.k.a. the jacket. Uh, the decision to install the pods was made to help employees cope with the stress of COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic. With 200 <laughs> employees sharing the four pods, that may not have assessed the stress and awkwardness involved in queuing at work for an orgasm. The pods, which look like uh, large future, futuristic balls, are equipped with 4K <laughs> screens, Oculus, Quest VR headsets, tissues, and comfortable chair to masturbate in. It will also not be bring your own lube, as it will be provided by the employer. 
Is this like something they all agree on? Like, what if there's a debate on what lube to use? Are we going oil-based or water-based, yeah, bro? Right? Are we going lotion or Vaseline? <laughs> like, I'm sure there's some interesting debates. Surprisingly, the company is not the first to offer the masturbation breaks. Last year, Erica Lust Films, who employs 36 members of staff, began letting staff have 30-minute masturbation breaks again due to the Man, agitation. Who takes 30 minutes to jack off? Dude, I need like 30 seconds. Yeah, I was going like, to say, I'm what, done. are you taking a nap afterwards? <laughs> I, dude, 30 minutes, I could. That's what I'm saying. I could, I could knock out both things. Uh, the company went more low-tech, offering a masturbation station <laughs> rather than a high-tech. <laughs> Is that just like a table like this? Yeah. <laughs> you just stand there? Uh, rather than a high-tech ball in which you can crank one out. Quote, with the, <laughs> the pandemic and the huge shift in how we live our lives, I began to notice that my employees had become somewhat agitated and were performing with less energy than before. Owner Erica Lust said at the time. That's his real last name. Uh, I think it's a her. It's Erica. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Erica, Erica Lust. Um could be her stage name. I don't know. Uh, so knowing that there's only one thing that will make everyone feel good, I've set a private masturbation station for them to enjoy. Oh, man. Um, yeah, that ratio is disgustingly, like, two four pods for 200 people. I'm sharing a pod with 49 other dudes. Yeah. Nah. Or, or chicks. I'd rather be like, all right, I got my 30 minutes. I guess I'll go to my car with my tinted windows and crank one out. I'm not going to a pod where fucking Steve just walked out of. Dude, the, the 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 Reddit comments are so good. It's like, uh, I just wanted health benefits, but I guess this works too. <laughs> yeah, right. I just wanted a raise, but I guess I'll yeah. just jack off today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, so our next story is uh, it read, from mystateline.com, and it says, Woman quits job to breastfeed boyfriend full-time. And this made you say, what the fuck? Well, yeah, just that headline. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe maybe her job wasn't too important, but to quit a job just to do that. A woman in Atlanta says she had quit her job in order to pump enough breast milk to feed her bodybuilding boyfriend every two hours. According Damn. to the son, Jennifer Mulford left her job as a bartender so she could produce enough milk for her boyfriend, Brad Leeson, full-time. Mulford said she was single when she found a website about adult breastfeeding relationships, and there's an acronym, Ew. ABR. That's so a, it's a thing? thing. Gross. Uh, I've always enjoyed my breast being touched during sex more than anything else, so I knew I would enjoy it. <laughs> Mark she- that down. <laughs> <laughs> Mark that for Matt. <laughs> I use dating sites, put messages on ABR forums, and even put an advert on Craigslist, but I drew a blank. I started to think I'd never get to try adult breastfeeding. <laughs> Good God. With everything going on. I can't wait that one day Landry can listen to all this out of context. <laughs> Eventually, she started talking with Lisa and a former school boyfriend. Quote, I thought it was a perfect time to bring up adult breastfeeding and see if he'd be interested, Mulford said. Mulford, 36, gave birth to her daughter 20 years ago. Oh, she's a wait, slut. What? She's 16. She's still having breast milk? And said she had to, quote-unquote, dry breastfeed Lisa about every two hours and use a breast pump to fool her body into lactating. I've taken a break from my job because I want to devote everything to making this work, she said. Mulford said she believes adult breastfeeding will create a, quote-unquote, magical bond between them. And Lisa, meanwhile, hopes nursing will give his body health benefits. However, critics on social media have criticized the pair for sexualizing breastfeeding. Quote, it's idiots like these two that are making it difficult for breastfeeding mothers to do so in publicly without shame or ridicule. They're only increasing the sexualization of breastfeeding. There are no medical benefits for adults to consume breast milk. Breast milk is for babies, one woman wrote on Facebook. 
Yeah, if so, there's no like benefits to it, then it's just like a fetish. Yeah, it's not. It, there's no benefit. Yeah, it's like just he's not getting extra nutrients or like any kind of like thing that's going to help his immune system or something. You're just fucking freaks. Yeah, you just want to. He's a freak with mommy issues, and she's. I mean, probably for her, I think it's just like I can make extra money. Uh, um, I, I don't know because it's her boyfriend. All right, <clears throat> so what last one. Story. I like. I like how I feel better after all these. Yeah, it totally makes you feel better about yourself. This is something, this would totally be me. Um, uh, headline reads, Hiker lost on mountain for 24 hours ignores calls from rescuers because he didn't res- recognize their phone number. A hiker who was lost on a mountain for 24 hours ignored calls from rescue crews because he didn't recognize the phone numbers, officials said. The hiker was reported missing last week after they after he, they never returned from a trek on Mount Elbert in Colorado, the highest summit of the Rocky Mountains. After an unsuccessful search of the area where the hikers typically get lost, crews learned that the lost individual had returned to their place of lodging. One notable takeaway is that the subject ignored repeated phone calls from us because they didn't recognize the numbers officials said in a news, re- news release. Quote, if you're overdue according to your itinerary and you start getting repeated calls from an unknown number, please answer the phone. They claim The hiker claimed they got lost when it got dark and that they reached their car the next morning. I Don't, don't call me. Same. And I, I feel bad calling you because sometimes I'm like, I've got a lot to say. I think it's just easier to call him. And then I look at my phone and go, oh, fuck. Even, even Matt's calling me. I was even like, I for think me. He, I, think he, I think he actually wants to call me, too. I don't think it's a butt dial. Yeah, yeah, it's never a butt I dial. I think the only person I always pick up for is, like, my mom, dad, and Claire. Other than that, I, that's going to voicemail. And then I'll text you. I'll be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> like, what do you need? Yeah, I never, I never answer calls. Of numbers, I don't know. Oh, if I don't know the number, I can just immediately swipe. Yeah. I mean, if it leaves me a voicemail, I go, oh, fuck, what do they want? Like, yeah. who is this person? Yeah. I have, like, a little anxiety attack. Like, what do they want? I pray that they leave a voicemail so I know. So the they, they wondering doesn't eat at me. Well, Why I always the fuck just was assume this it's, if, if, if it's something from, like, Washington State, you know, or, feel like, Pennsylvania. I don't fucking know anybody there. Like, if it's a Dallas number, I go, oh, shit, man, that's probably important. Yep. I should probably not answer that. All right. So you talked about um, watching Pretty Princess Fairies with uh, whatever it was called with Ellie earlier. Uh, the Fairy Princess and the Unicorn. Yes. Okay. So uh, perusing through Reddit, it says, Parents of Reddit, what's the worst kids show you have to suffer through? So there's a lot There's a lot on for, here. For me, it'd be that uh, Blippy. Blippy, is that his okay, name? Okay, Blippy was on here. Yeah, that guy's pretty fucking annoying. Funny, good for him. He's probably made a shit ton of money. Funny story. He actually got into some trouble before he got big for shitting on his roommate or <laughs> pissing on him. One, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Blippy, free. Yeah, because he started. He tried to do like the internet, like the viral sensation stuff, like trying to wild stuff. I think he got in trouble for like shitting on his roommate or friend As or something. He should. Yeah. yeah, he shit on somebody. Um, he should get in trouble for that. <clears throat> Uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, a lot were on uh, Ryan's World. Yeah, um, I can't stand that. Kid. Ryan's Toy Review in the, one of the uh, Rista Ricky says, Welcome to Ryan Gets Exploited by His Parents Some More Show. Um, there was a lot for that. There was a lot of uh, Caillou Kalu. It's a little bald kid who's an asshole, apparently. <laughs> Is he like a real kid? No, it's a... It's a I was like, maybe he has like a... Maybe he's going through cancer treatment or something. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's like animated. It's animated, yeah. And okay, a lot of people on Reddit know. were like, it, "He's bald because his own body knows how big of an asshole he is <laughs> and, refu- and refuses to grow hair." 
again, Reddit fucking wins. Reddit all the comments time. are the best. All the time. Um, Anytime for, I get a few more updates on Reddit comments, I feel good about myself. Yeah, I got some upvotes on mine. Because um, I, I commented, because I spent a good, no exaggeration, 10 minutes scrolling looking for the one that I'm most annoyed by. Now Landry's seven, so he's kind of grown out of um, Peppa Pig and uh, Paw Patrol and all that stuff that you know we used to watch. Now it's this family called FGTV, and it stands for Family Gaming TV. And mm-hmm. there's a dad and three sons and a daughter, and the the dad has to be. If I could use a one-time ass whoop card. Or coupon. Yeah, you whooping that ass. Yeah. I mean, the way he acts, dresses like he's still like 16. Is he he one of those guys that thinks he's the main character? Yeah. Wow, I hate people like this. Yeah, and he dresses like he wears like Roblox hats and uh, just uh, I can't stand him. And the way he lets his kids act rubs off on the kids who watch it. And it's seriously, it's constant screaming for the entirety of the video. That sounds terrible. He lets his kids scream. He screams. So Landry watches it and he screams. So I end up, I end up having to smack the shit out of my kid. Like, <laughs> we don't act like that in this house. But yeah, so the, well, the whole thing is like they play video games and he streams it or whatever. And then him and his kids play together. And he which makes is fine. more money than we do Absolutely. all year. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it just. Yeah, and like there's another one called uh, Vlad and Nikki. They're the, like these two Russian kids who um, moved to Dubai, and their dad runs their channel, and they have like fourteen versions of their channel in different languages, you know, across the world. And they live in this huge house in Dubai, and it, there's no context or substance to it. It's just them. It's just like funny noises and du- poorly dubbed like voices over over them acting. I don't know. It's all, terrible. All of these sound like parents just exploiting their kids. It's it's terrible. Um, but yeah, so uh, I just wanted to throw that out there because it was it was. Uh, oh, here's one about Kalu Caillou or whatever. They literally somebody said they did a study about how the show encouraged bad behavior in children. And it proved that this cartoon was literally a bad influence on kids. Speaking of great influence on kids, I saw Arthur finally had its last episode. That's like how you fucking ago. end a series. I didn't know Arthur was still going. I think it was yeah. like 27 years mm-hmm. running, man. Yeah. I used to always watch Arthur. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I That's what our kids should be watching. Absolutely. I guess Ellie never, at least right now, isn't going through anything like really shitty. She used to like, you know, Scooby-Doo, and she watched the the newer Transylvania movie again today. There's a new, the Teenage new one just came Turtle. out. Yeah, we, we watched it a couple weeks ago when it came out, and then she watched it again today. But, I don't know, for the most part, she likes good stuff. When she watches something annoying, I'll just tell her how annoying it is. It's always, like, on YouTube, though. It's, like, YouTube's where you can find the most annoying shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, Landry doesn't care. I tell him it's annoying. He's like, you go to the other room. <laughs> Like I paid for the I pay for this house. You go to the other room. Get off my TV, you fucking little jerk. All right. Um. So I've got some am I the assholes uh, for you. Okay. And this one this one's a little long, so I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to uh, I'm gonna try to get through pretty quick. All right. 
Am I the asshole for calling my ex-wife a crazy bitch for trying to break our daughter <clears throat> and her boyfriend up so that she can start dating her boyfriend's dad? That already sounds pretty crazy and assholey. My 45 male ex. Uh, my, who he's 45 male, ex is a 35 female, and I have a daughter, 16 female, uh, Elena. Elena has been dating Eric, an 18-year-old ma- male, for about eight eight months now, and things have been going well for them. That's kind of sketchy. Mm-hmm. All uh, this sounds... She's 35 with a 16-year-old, and then the 16-year-old's dating an 18-year-old? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that, that already sounds yeah. sketchy. So, my ex is active in Elena's school community, recently met Eric's dad, which is the boyfriend, Elena's boyfriend, dad, 44 male, at a recent school function. From what I understand, they hit it off and were moving in the direction of seeing each other. That is, until Eric's dad found out that my ex is the mother of his son's girlfriend. He thought that things would be weird and awkward if they started dating, so he made it clear to my ex that they were no longer a poss- that dating was no longer a possibility and why. My ex did not take it well. According to what Elena told me later, her mom came home drunk one night and started mumbling about how she was a burden who always ruined her happiness. Great parenting. Yeah. Uh, the next day, the ex either didn't remember uh, or pretended not to remember and thanked Elena for taking care of her when she was drunk. But it didn't take long before my ex started telling Elena how she didn't think Eric was right for her and they've got a two-year age gap and will be separated for at least that long when he's off to college and that it would be better to break it off now. Elena was upset, and they got into a fight bad enough that she came to spend the night at my place. I told her that her mother was full of it, and as long as the guy's not hurting her, it's none of her mother's business who she dates. Mm. I think she mom could have some input, but not like in the whole argument about the two years age gap where she's 35 and her ex is 45 45 and and the new guy's 44. Yeah. And her whole argument is, well, when you're away at college, like it's easier now to communicate across country than ever. You know what I mean? Pot kettle. Yeah. That's Um, the dumbest argument. (laughs) Things calm down uh, a bit for before suddenly, uh, suddenly escalating. Instead of simply telling my daughter that it would be best to break up with Eric, she started actively trying to sabotage their relationship. Examples include telling Elena she saw Eric with another girl, talking up and trying to introduce Elena to one of her friend's kids, and even stealing Elena's phone so that she could use it to text Eric that they were done. After resolving the misunderstanding uh, with Eric, uh, Elena and even had an even bigger fight with her mother before uh, finally getting the reason why she was doing this. She wanted to get together with Eric's dad, but he wouldn't be with her because the kids were dating. Elena lost it, called her mom a crazy bitch, and came over to live with me. When I got the full story, I was livid. I called my ex to ask her what the fuck she thought she was doing. She said her... Oh, God. Let me turn that down. Let me uh, go ahead and do this real quick. Uh, let's see. Uh... She said uh, her love life wasn't any of my business. I told her I don't care about her love life. I care about her daughter. Then I asked why, if Eric's dad wouldn't be with her because of the kids' relationship, would she think she would he would be okay with her breaking the kids up? She called me jealous and she said he wouldn't know if it, she wouldn't know if I didn't tell him. I called her a crazy bitch, just like Elena <laughs> did, and hung up. Now, not only am I getting texts from her calling me abusive, but also her sister, who's and her friends, who I assume don't have the true story, calling me the same. I try to ignore them, but it did get me thinking about whether I went too far when I lost my temper. I'm not a 16-year-old like Elena who can't filter their thoughts from their mouth. Am I the asshole? No. The husband's not the asshole. The wife is just crazy. That's fucking insane. Yeah. And, you know, this Eric's dad 
why would he want to be with you after you found out after you showed how crazy you are in order to get this relationship? That's what that's what the the dad brought up. Yeah, and she's like, well, he won't know if I don't tell him. Oh, he'll know because it's an op- like everyone else knows about yeah. it. So there is an edit. Uh, so he, he says, I don't really have enough time to go through this and respond to individual comments. Uh, there are a lot more than I expected. So I just thought I'd address something that I keep, uh, see that I'm seeing popping up here. Unlike some of you are assuming I did not make my ex crazy or emotionally stunted by grooming her or some nonsense because we met at a bar that carted at the door. I assumed she was older than 21 because, Neither of us were looking for something too serious. We didn't get too personal. We just hooked up. I didn't find out how old she really was until she after she was pregnant. We decided to try to seriously get together for the baby and got married. It didn't work out. And we divorced after about four years. So, so they accused the getting, husband of grooming? grooming and being a predator. No, she's just crazy. Because like Reddit. Yeah, I was gonna say everything in that story just tells me she's an unstable, crazy person. And yeah. if it was like meant to be, like I don't think the like if Eric's dad was like. This is the one, like, you know, this is the person, like, that I want to marry. Like, he's not going to let another relationship with his kid stop that. I mean, I know it'd be weird, but if you found, like, this woman that you thought was just going to complete your life, you know, you wouldn't make an excuse like that. I think he just, he's just not into you, girl. Uh, Yeah, a lot of people, um, everybody's on the dad's side. Of course so. they are, because the, the wife's crazy. Yeah, so... Uh, let's get to the next one. Um, let me see. I like that you've read and I can just sit back with a Werther's. Yeah. Um, load, load, load. Come on. All right. This is a good one. Uh, am I the asshole for telling my husband that I was disappointed in the gift that he had got for my son's 16th birthday? Background, I've been married to my husband, Jack, for three years. I have a 16-year-old son from my previous marriage, and Jack has an 18-year-old son from his previous marriage as well. My stepson and my son aren't very close, and the only time they see each other is when they visit. But everyone is happy with these arrangements, and there are rarely any issues. My stepson's 18th birthday was a couple months ago. I wasn't at the party since his mom hosted, but Jack told me that he bought him a car because he's been needing it since he has a disability and will be going to college. I saw the picture. The car looked nice. Now, my son's 16th birthday took place uh, this past week. My son and I were both excited for the gift Jack said he'd bring, and I hinted to my son that it would most likely be a car just like the one his stepbrother got recently. Turned out we were wrong because at the party, Jack's gift for my son was actually a gaming console. My son got so upset that he went to his room, shut the door mid-party. Everyone noticed something was wrong and left shortly. Jack looked confused this entire time and asked what the deal was. I asked if I, if he really didn't know, and he just stared at me. I told him that my son was expecting something like a car as a gift. Jack asked why, and I told him because <laughs> my stepson got one for his 18th birthday recently. I bluntly told him that my son was rightfully disappointed, and so was I in this gift, and really thought it was unfair, especially since my son told his friends he was getting his car from his stepdad. Jack argued about the difference in circumstances, saying his son needs the car to drive to college while my son doesn't need it, and besides, he doesn't have a disability like his stepbrother and can walk or commute. Also, I said I shouldn't have assumed it'd be a car, and I messed up by hinting this to my son. I couldn't help notice the difference in treatment. I let him know that no matter how he tries to explain his reasons, my son will always feel like he's less than a stepbrother in a way, and what happened... Now we'll make it worse, even between the stepbrother, not just him and my son. 
Um, Jack called me unbelievable and that I should feel ashamed and then rushed out. He's expecting me to get involved uh, and ease things between him and my son, but I decided to give my son time to process this. Am I the asshole for what I said? Yep. Absolutely. Like, this one was, like, really easy. Um, really yeah, easy imagine call. being so entitled. You just assume you're getting a car for your birthday. And then you get a console, which was probably a $500 gift. For sure. And you storm off to your room. My... I, my my first thought after reading this is this is what mental illness looks like. Like you, there's something wrong with you. Like the kid, his own son didn't get a car till he was 18. And as I, I, I had agree that he needs it for college because you're going to have to be on your own. Now you got to commute and he's got a fucking disability yeah. and it's your fault for making that assumption and hyping your kid up. And what I noticed, too, is every time she kept saying my son, it wasn't our son, like when you're mm-hmm. a, a family like when that, like blended. a blended family. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't our son didn't get one for his 16th birthday. It kept being my son and my son. And it's like, well, why don't you go buy your son a fucking car then? So the the comment with the most of votes was, uh, how are you this oblivious? You should never have gotten your son's hopes up. How presumptuous of you. The circumstances are completely different. Despite you refusing to see them, so one, there's an age difference, and his son is going to college and will need transport. Two, as a step parent, it is not your husband's obligation to buy your son a car. That falls on you and the father. Your son is rightfully disappointed, but not because of your husband, but not because of your husband, but because of you. Yeah, perfect. I mean, like Done. she said, she's the one that kept saying, "Oh, I bet you're getting a car. Oh, I bet you're excited for this car." Yep, got his hopes up, and then yep. he got a play. PS5 or something, which would be fucking cool. That'd I would love dope. somebody to give me a PS5 for my birthday. And there, there was a lot of comments like, shit, at 16, I would have rather had the new, <laughs> the new PlayStation yeah, than a car. Right? Are you kidding me? I got a PS3 for my birthday when I was 16? Yeah. My first car, my dad goes, hey, I got this you know, this junk box you can have, which turned out to be a sweet car, but he was like, oh, if the brakes ever fail, like, you know, step on this e-brake. If that doesn't work, throw it in gear. There's no airbags. <laughs> He's like, just, you know, kind of going to the guardrail. Here's this hunk of steel. <laughs> That's what it was. It was a big piece of steel truck. And yeah. he was like, yeah, here's everything that could go wrong. And this is what you do if it does go wrong. Right. And then he was like, oh, you know what? That truck, uh, it gets a lot, uses a lot of gas and gas went up. So I'm taking that truck away from you and you're going to go to the bank and you're going to take out a loan and you can buy your own car. So that's how my first vehicles went down. Hey, you know. I'm saying, like, some people are just entitled and, you know, assume that everything should be given to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. So let's get into our Mount Rushmore. Uh, We've got a double dose of Mount Rushmore. We've got uh, the first one will be our (laughs) Mount Rushmore of albums that we will show our kids. Like, like hey, introductory to music. Hey, this is these are the albums that you need to listen to. To kind of give you, I don't know, like a good bass or yeah, it was hard to describe, but it's like yeah. if or like you know, your kid just needs an intro to music. Like here's what got dad into music. Yeah, or this is like now that I'm 34 and I don't know, you 36, 37. It'd be like this is what I would consider like good albums to get you started on. Okay, it's All not right. gonna be the same things I would have picked even five, ten years ago. Yeah, no but I, I try to make it diverse, so I have. You know, a couple reasonings for each one. I try to make it um, a little different kind of like genres of music, too. Yeah, so did I switch it up. Um, all right, so my first one uh, that I would show Landry is uh, Block Party, Silent Alarm. Yeah, I know you like that album. That's probably one of fan. my favorite albums yeah. of all time. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just a really good album. Um, 
I don't have any other reason. I, that's all the reason you need, man. I, f- I have a feeling all these are going to be pretty good albums. Yeah, yeah. I so think that's going to be a common theme here. What's your um, first one? My first one is the Rolling Stones' "Sticky Fingers." Mm-hmm. It's my favorite Rolling Stones album. Um, it's just like the epitome of like rhythm and blues. Yeah, yeah. And that was like when they were like their peak. You know, they had like a, a string of like four albums in a row where I think they were just like the best band in the world. Mm-hmm. And this is was like peak Rolling Stones. So, yep. "Sticky Fingers." Um, I wouldn't want to show them the album because it's like uh, Mick Jagger with like a pretty bulging boner is like the album cover. Yeah, so you yeah. just got to look at this bulging dick. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay, well, just get past that and then we'll just listen to it. Just get into the So music. it's like, yeah, it's kind of awkward that that's the first album I'm going to show my, my child. Right. But it's uh, for music purposes. Yeah. So and these are kind of just albums that kind of shape me and I kind of just I threw in some, <clears throat> I threw in some, some different genres, but, uh, uh, one I would show Landry is the Marshall Mathers LP from Eminem. I mean, he's not the best rapper of all time, but he's probably one of the most influential. Because you even talk, we well, I don't I don't want to talk about him being white and you know whatever. But you talk to any artist and they're like, who do you have the most respect for? Who's somebody you really respect? Eminem. Well, they Eminem. call him Rap Eminem. God. Yeah. I mean, when you're that's your nickname. Yeah. <laughs> That kind of says it all. Yeah, so uh, Marshall Mathers LP from Eminem is this one I would definitely show Landry. Solid, I solid. I show Landry. Maybe, I don't know. It's pretty vulgar. I'll like say, there's a lot of like rapping about like killing and stuff. Yeah. We all love bitches and hoes, but maybe not like the beheading part. Right, Skip yeah, yeah. Skip a few songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, what's your second one? Second one for me is one I've mentioned before. It's Joy Division, Unknown Pleasures. Yeah. It's one of the greatest albums of all time. Mm. I love that album. Something about it, man. I swear, like, if there's, like, such thing as, like, reincarnation, I think I was, like, alive in, like, that late 70s, early 80s Yeah, in England. I think I was, like, Ian Curtis or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it really is, like, something I can, like, <clears throat> connect to with that album. It's just, like, a really special album to me. So, Joy Division, yeah, it's just really good. And then, sadly, the... Singer killed himself like right before, right when they were going on tour and about to blow up. That's crazy. Yeah, um, it was really sad. But. My, th- my third one is "They're Only Chasing Safety" by Under Oath. Good one. This is probably the album that got me into like kind of like hardcore, screamo metal ish music. Mm-hmm. That whole thing. So there's just so many, so many bangers on that album. Uh, and then they had a stretch of like three, the th- the two following after that. Um, Define the Great Line and then oh crap what's the other one Um, I forget the other one but there was a string of like three albums where they just put out just amazing amazing stuff those are the buying those albums always reminds me of like Hastings oh, like yeah. going to Hastings to get all those so I'm a little bit older so ours would be best mine would be Best Buy oh, you'd Hastings always get them for better. Best Buy oh for sure I miss Hastings miss Hastings I was talking with somebody about that the other day I was like it was just a special place like, it really was they just go out and like like when me and Claire first started dating we would just like go to Hastings for like mm-hmm. an hour you yeah. know and then like eventually like buy a few things and rent a movie yeah and, yeah and you know on the book side you still have a half price you know um, I love half price books we went there I got a calendar with um, goats and trees it's the best go- calendar goats ever and trees. yeah it's all it is is goats standing in trees and I was like done this is this calendar is, this is it. So I know I'm buying every year now for myself is that have, calendar. Have you been to the warehouse? No. Okay. Well, no, I we talked about you. it, man. I need to take you to the warehouse. You take me and get Jersey Mike somewhere. There's a Jersey Mike right down the road. I know. 
I'm that fat that I've mapped I was out say, Jersey you're, Mike's you're like location. The, you're like the Jersey Mike locator. It's like, man, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm in Denton. All right, you're going to want to go three blocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so what did uh, you my give third, third one? one? My third one is Otis Redding. Uh, the album's called o- Otis Blue. Uh, to me, Otis Redding's the greatest singer of all time. He's my favorite singer. I love his voice. And that's just like, it's also called like Otis Sings the Blues or mm-hmm. Otis. I think that's it. Or Otis... Otis sings the uh, Otis sings the soul. I don't know. You know, uh, he had another album called the Soul Album, but this one, um, yeah, it's just got so many bangers, yeah. so many classic songs. Yeah, I know I could couple, rely on. He you. did a couple. Co- he did a couple covers. He did like that. Um, <clears throat> what's that Sam Cooke song about? Times of, there's a change coming. Yeah, and uh, he covered um, respect, like the mm-hmm. Rethink Franklin song. So he covered like a bunch of good songs, and he obviously had his own original songs on there. But yeah, to me, that's like the greatest Soul Album of all time. See, I could, I know I could rely on you on the older stuff. Oh yeah, um, yeah. My, I'm, I'm an old soul. My last one is uh, <laughs> Juturna from Circus Survive. Dude, I think he just did all your high school jams. These are like a carbon copy of high school jams. So, well, well I mean, that music was just so much better in 2005, right? Dave, oh, really wait, was. you were at high school. Oh, wait, 2004, 2002. <laughs> oh shit, sorry, dude. Twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Uh, and uh, well, when when you posed this Mount Rushmore to me, I thought it's like I thought of albums that like, kind of shaped me and my music. Like, no, me yeah, as a you, person. you interpreted it correctly. Yeah, and you would want your son to be shaped in the same. And I kind of threw in, mold. you know, I threw in, you know, a couple, you know, rap or hip hop albums, right? You know, for good measure. But these are kind of the albums that kind of shape my music. Yeah taste going forward at least we're not like insane clown posse <laughs> like, that's what shaped me cisco as the song song yeah. the uh, fast and furious soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah these are good ones uh, all right my last one is kendrick lamar the album damn yep i just remember when that came mm-hmm. out it was just like the best album like I, everyone was listening to it yep i was doing on my mail route like bumping some kendrick mm-hmm. lamar pretty hard yep um, all right, my honorable mention. I'm yeah, just, just gonna run through them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the drive-in relationship of command because that Omar Rodriguez Lopez then spurned, and, and you know a couple of those guys spurned into you know turned into Mars Volta, yeah. and then, you know we can talk about Mars Volta, but um, Bone Thugs and Harmony East. Oh, uh, 1999. Shout out Bone Thugs. See, so I'm going back. I'm going <laughs> pre 2002, bro. You go back to those like, rollerblade days. I'm going like 97, bro. <laughs> Uh, yeah. and then, uh, 10 by Pearl Jam, uh, Eddie Vedder, you one. talked about, you know, somebody speaking to you when they sing, like I'm starting to get goosebumps thinking about that album, uh, 10 by Pearl Jam is really good. And then, um, the earth is not a cold dead place by explosions in the sky. Nice. So there, I, I kind of covered kind of a That's lot. It's a good spectrum of music for there. sure. So if I just had to like send him into the world with like some, Right, yeah, because he has like a Walkman with like these albums. Yeah, on like it. here, here's kind of. He's gonna everything. have a good taste in music. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that was it. All right, my honorable mentions <clears throat> is Mogwai. Hardcore will never die, but you will. Um, Mogwai is one of our favorite bands, and that's my favorite Mogwai album. Uh, Pontiac is another band that <clears throat> Claire and I love that no one else ever listens to, and their newest album, which sucks because it's like five years old. They really need to put something else out. It's called Dialectic of Ignorance. It's just like a more heavy album than what they've done recently. And Pontiac's really good. It's like three brothers from like the Smoky Mountains of Virginia. Mm-hmm. And they just like live on a farm together. And you have a recording studio there. And yeah. And I would recommend Pontiac to anybody. Um, Kanye West. Again, really into Kanye the last few weeks. Um, 
my favorite for him. It was a toss-up between 808s and Heartbreaks or The Life of Pablo. And I've been listening to Life of Pablo a lot more recently, so I put that on there. Say what you will, man. Kanye's really fucking good. Uh, we'll get back on that later. I turned on Kanye uh, Friday, and Lauren yeah. was like, what are you doing listening to Kanye West? I was like, he's a fucking lyrical genius, okay? Kanye West. The voice of a generation. It's fucking easy, bro. Like, <laughs> Dude, everything he says, it's like, God damn, he's so crazy. You, but then you listen to him, he's like, God damn, he's so good, though, man. Have you, have you listened to his episode on Rogan? Uh-uh. There's some really insightful shit. Dude, like, he's... People think he's crazy, but he's he's just not. He's not crazy. He's just like a fucking alien. He is. He's just from somewhere else. Yeah. Um, we'll get back on to that, because I got some What You Watching with some Kanye. Um, I decided to go with like one kind of indie album, and this was one that Ailey already loves. Um, she's a big Arcade Fire fan, so I went with Everything Now. That's probably my favorite album of theirs. Nice. And then last but not least... Love them or hate them. For some reason, a lot, a lot of people I know don't like them, but I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan. Yeah, I really like a lot of hate. Dude, fucking, he's the boss, dude. Bruce, Bruce Springsteen is a shit. And Darkness on the Edge of Town is, in my opinion, one of the best, like, top ten albums of all time. It's, like, all the way through. When I was having to do all my jury duty and, like, my drug course class for all that, I was going through, like, hard Bruce Springsteen phase. Like, I was, like, some 50-year-old recovering addict right. listening to the boss. I'd be getting in my old Silverado, and I'd crank up some Springsteen and drive home from my drug class. So With your white New Balances on. <laughs> uh, so, so it's, like, always, like, that album's always burnt into my mind about, like, a period of time in my life where I was having to go through all that shit, and I was just, like, just big Bruce Springsteen fan. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that was our Mount Rushmore's for uh, albums to show our children. And our next one is... Hey, and if anybody's listening, like other than Brady, <laughs> send it in, man. If you got kids, what do you want your kids listening yeah, to? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel kind of weird up here always asking, but it'd be pretty cool if we had a little feedback. A little engagement. That'd be cool. <laughs> um, all right, so our next one is our greatest sports franchises uh, to never win a championship. Yeah, we this was inspired from Cincinnati, which we were going to record like a month ago. Yeah, and we could have broken this down even farther and been like greatest individual teams because there's like, you know. Oh, like, like teams that, yeah, like yeah, Like the 90-whatever Seattle Mariners I was going to say 2001, whatever. wasn't it? Because yeah. that was the 116-win team mm -hmm. after A-Rod. And yeah. then, yeah, just not to win it. And yeah. Like so we the 2007 Mavericks yeah. that won 68 fucking games and lost to Golden State yeah, in the first so, round. And this was not the Golden State you think of now. No, <laughs> this was um, this was Baron Davis, I think, was on that team. Baron Davis and Mike Jason Bibby. Richardson. No, not Mike. He was Jason Sacramento. Richardson. Jason Richardson was a fucking good player for yeah. a while, man. He was like one of the best dunkers in the league, but... Yeah, it was because they had Don Nelson was the mm -hmm. coach, and Don Nelson was like, "Yeah, I know exactly how to fucking beat these guys." Yeah, it was just like the worst matchup. Like, so we, we could have had we really no, that's broken that we down really, even further, should. like individual teams, like, like year and like one of those Buffalo teams. Was yeah, probably like you know could have won it. Yeah, not against Cowboys, yeah, but you no. know. All right, so I'll let you go first this time. Well, speaking of Buffalo, I'll just go ahead and say it because it might be on yours too. Buffalo Bills, uh, they have four Super Bowl appearances, four straight chances, man, mm -hmm. all against the same. Um, division you know the nfc east and um excuse me um still got a good team um i think they they're at this situation now where like they have a good window to at least make an argument to make a super bowl in the next you know three years so um nothing since 94 but they're a prominent team now yep um so this one's really easy for me a real homer pick fc dallas okay 
they're not a great franchise, but they've never won. Damn it. Well, have they been like opportunities though? Yeah, like, we've we've been uh, to the conference finals twice. We played in an MLS Cup, which is the final once. When do you know when? I don't even uh, know that. 2010, we made it and we lost oh, to Colorado. Shit. Fucking so Colorado. We're like one of like maybe two or three of the original ten. Are we original ten? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that have never won it. So now, quick math in my head. I don't think I think we may be the last original franchise to never win. Shit. So uh FC Dallas for me. Um and I'll I'll bore you in a little bit later. They their season kicked off, so I'll yeah. give you a little update on Yeah, we'll we'll go to FC that game. Dallas. Um all right. I try to get one from every sport. So my next one's the Vancouver Canucks. They have three cup appearances, uh the eighty one, eighty two season, ninety three, ninety four, and two thousand ten, eleven season. And I think it's just gotta be hard to be a Canadian team. And one of the few, I think the other one was Winnipeg, but Winnipeg left to Arizona and then they got their team back. Mm-hmm. So really it's just like, it might just be Vancouver, like, you know, just a Canadian team with no Stanley Cup. If for whatever reason we have Canadian listeners, I wanted somebody can correct me. I want to say that like Vancouver is considered, you know how like Toronto is considered like, like New York junior. Mm-hmm. Like I think Vancouver isn't like, like Seattle. considering considered like, like very Canadian, you know, because yeah. it's like a very Americanized city over there, and it's all isn't like, it right over Washington State? Though? Yeah, it's, it's right, other like side. Seattle, and then yeah. boom, you're into Vancouver because uh-huh. that's and then well, that's like that probably po- very liberal, like yeah, that Portland, Vancouver, Seattle rivalry is like huge. That's got to be cool then for the Kraken. Yeah, so um, man, so, that'd yeah. be so cool if we had Canadian listeners. That'd be cool if we had listeners. Yeah, that's true. Wow. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're thinking we're going international. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <And it's> no. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone outside this room is going to listen. No, I think Lauren even stopped listening. Damn, so. Claire never listened, dude. Lauren listened to everyone. Claire has never listened. Oh, she's right there. Minutes. She's coming. She's coming. Oh, she nope. Said. Okay. She heard me and she walked away. She's mad. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Vancouver, that's a good call. Um, this one was pretty obvious, I think. It's probably on there somewhere for you. Texas Rangers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's tough. We've got two appearances. Um, Back-to-back years. We man. were one strike away twice. Um, I think that's the most heartbreaking point, to be that close twice. And then I've always heard that the reason that ball got over Nelson Cruz's head is because he was creeping in because he mm-hmm. wanted to be there to celebrate. Yep. Fuck that guy. Never forget that he just – that's the thing. People don't he forget. He wanted to be there like a half a second earlier. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you've 162 games, a whole like rounds of playoffs, and he just wanted to be there one second faster than somebody else. That's what costs us the championship, guys. Yep. That's so, it. I know Brady's probably probably uh, it's tough to hear it, but he'll shed a tear when he hears this. He'll um, hear it. But you know that look on the team. You know, I know the CBA between them and the players' union and the owners aren't isn't going anywhere, and they've already canceled. Opening day and all yeah. that, but hopefully, when everything does get rolling, um, the outlook for the Rangers doesn't look half bad. Dude, the Rangers had a good off season, which yeah. this would be the moment where we could actually talk to Brady, who's more knowledgeable in all this. But two big um, signings: Marcus and, Simeon and Seager. And Seager, and then you know we've been drafting high in the last mm-hmm. few years, so those guys can develop. I think was it Josh Young's probably going to be ready, and um, was it Al Leiter? Or was that a son? Jack Lighter? Jack Lighter. Yeah. You know, these two guys are hopefully high end prospects that can be coming up the next year or two. Now, the outlook for the Rangers is pretty high. It yeah. might, you know, considering with the, with the last like four or five years where we've been, 
and now we can go enjoy games in air conditioning, which... Have you been yet? It, no, dude. It, it's, but it's, I'm sure it's a game changer. That is the way God meant for yeah, us to enjoy baseball. The last... It might have been the last game I went to. Me and my dad went for Father's Day, mm-hmm. and they were good seats. But and I remember the temperature only getting to like ninety five, ninety six. But we were fucking miserable. But if you're directly in the sun, that ninety five, ninety six, yeah, is like and it 106. was. I remember I like I got, we were on the lower level, you know, like third base line, and if we had just been a few rows back, it would have been shaded yeah. from the uh, upper decks. But yeah, we were in the sun the whole time, and me and my dad were like, "Well, next time let's just sit in the shade." Well, you know, next time we can just. And you can bring, can't you bring your own food in there? I don't know about that anymore. I know you could in the old stadium. Yeah, and back in the day, we'd both out with like bags of chips and mm-hmm. Cokes and yeah. Yep. yep. Like Ranger game, reasonably priced. Let's go. I got me, I got the entire family in for $24. That's ridiculous. And it was on Father's Day and I sat in the AC and it was amazing. <sighs> I can't wait. Yeah, just get it done. It's just billionaires complaining to millionaires about how to divide up all this money that they're making. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yep. just make your money. Like let us just enjoy baseball. Just give us baseball. I mean, World war three is on the horizon. Just give us baseball. Yeah. And didn't you say it's like, like how we just grazed over World war three. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Back, okay. But back to baseball. Okay. Didn't you tell me that it's like that soccer passed it mm-hmm. in, in a, a national, um, like engagement. Ranking. Like rank, Yeah. That's crazy to me, man. Yep. So yeah. Well, there's baseball just needs to, Manfred like, is so bad for baseball. Manfred is the fucking worst. I can't stand that guy. It's and like, there's this guy named Roger Goodell out there. Yeah, you're right. He <laughs> actually takes the throne as worst commissioner. Yeah. There's only like four that you could. I don't even know the hockey commissioner, but it used that to be might Gary be Gary Bettman. I don't. That know That must if be it a good thing anymore. if we don't know his name, I guess. But yeah, that you could be the worst at your job, and literally everyone boos Goodell every time they see him. They're like, oh, at least he's not as bad as Manfred. I'll never forgive him for what he did with um, that Houston cheating scandal yeah. by not punishing a single player and not doing anything to punish. Like, they, they willingly and knowingly cheated to get a championship, and you not only let them keep the championship, but you didn't punish anybody. No. Well, I think, like, the general manager and the manager, but, yeah, none of the players got suspended a single game. So we'll get more into baseball as the story develops. We'll keep you updated. But I also had to Texas Rangers on here, yeah. I just put back-to-back pennants and all that and the one strike away twice, so. It's hard to mention it, but it was, you know, we had to bring it up. So you are. That was my second one. That was your second one? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm on to my fourth one then because I piggybacked yours. So. All right, let me give you my third one. I went a little crazy or outside the box. I went college football, Oregon Ducks. Ooh, that's a good. I didn't even think about going college football. Oregon Ducks. You know, as many good, you know, programs and years that they've they've had there, they've never won. And. Like, I'm trying to think, is it like. Ever because you know Texas A and M claims like thirteen titles from like the twenties alone. I don't think ever, bro. Wow. Then yeah, that is because with their program and the money and influence that Phil Knight gives them, mm-hmm. you would think they could just buy one by now. Nope. I mean, maybe they can now transfer portal and Whatever the NIL deals, NIL, and, you yeah. know, stuff like that. Maybe that's going to come their way, but nope, never did. No, it's a good call. Yep. Have you have you played them in NCAA? Oh yet? yeah, not a, not an issue for the A and M Commerce Lions. I created, <laughs> found a somebody created a A and M Commerce Lions on the team builder, and so I imported it. And, and yeah, so you're just running the country now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've kind of backed off of it. Obviously, like I haven't been been able to play near as much, but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm building a solid program. I'm, there. I'm doing that with Madden uh, with the Jets. Mm-hmm. Jets are looking fucking good this year. It's like 2024 draft nice. classes coming in. Oh yeah. See, you wanted to take the hardest project on the game. Yeah, I took them because they I immediately traded Le'Veon Bell for Josh Allen, the 
defensive end from mm-hmm. Jacksonville. So I got a good D line help. Um, they had Mikael Brockton. So I got a good, yeah. like, good left tackle on a rookie contract. And then I really like Denzel Mims. Mm-hmm. So he's already like my number one receiver. They just had little shout out Baylor. Sh- yeah, for real. I really, well, not like a for real shout out Baylor, but I really thought Denzel Mims was going to be better in the league than what he is. But they just had good young pieces that I felt like I could build around. Mm-hmm. And then on the, that was the year they, the year before they traded. Jamal Adams, so the year I start, I have two first-round picks and two first-round picks for the next year. So it's just like a good team to build around. Oh, for sure. So anyways, yeah, so <laughs> been playing with the Jets lately. <laughs> uh, which one's your last one? My last one is the Indiana Pacers. Um, to me, it probably hits a little harder for them because basketball in Indiana is like what football is here in Texas. Like, they're a basketball-hungry state, and they've only had one finals appearance, and that was in 2000, and I've... If you watch, they had that Netflix documentary about the Malice in the Palace. Mm-hmm. And I remember that brawl, like, when it happened, just because it was one of the biggest news stories, like, you know, of the year. But what I forgot was how good that team was and that they really, they were building up for, like, years to get there. That's when Jermaine O'Neal was coming along and Ron Artest was, like, one of the best defenders in the league. And Reggie Miller was still really clutch. Like, they built this team, you know, like, specifically with this goal, obviously with the goal in mind to win it, but they were, like, the favorite to win that year. And then when the Malice in the Palace happened and, like, Ron Artest was suspended for the rest of the year and Jermaine O'Neal got all these, um like, 40-something games and it just tanked their season, and that would have been their year. Because I think it was the year before they were in the finals. And so they were building off of that, and then the early in the year was Malice in the Palace, and it just, just ruined their whole season, and the team fell apart from there. But I really think that was their best team and their best shot to win it. And then that night in Detroit happened. Yeah, and just changed the franchise. It's kind of crazy that Reggie Miller squandered his whole. They squandered that, that whole career. I mean, Dan Marino stayed in Miami yeah, and never won. I know. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you see it. It's see, just, I know, and it reminded me how good Reggie Miller was. Reggie Miller is one of my favorites. Of he all was. Time. He was like one of the coldest shooters. He was Steph and, Curry before Steph. And Curry. dude, he was a shit talking son of a yeah. bitch. Like that. I'll never. The image of him turning to Spike Lee and going like this. You the know, choking. the choking sign. Because it was I think so that, cold. Yeah, dude. that was a playoff game where they were. Done, and he he scored like fourteen points in like eight seconds or something like that. I think it was you're very close. It was like over ten points in like under thirty seconds or something crazy like that. Which in high school that would be difficult, but professional playoffs, it's ridiculous. Um, Dang, I was gonna say something else, but I can't remember now. But I love Reggie Miller. I was gonna say I I'm oh I was gonna say he reminds me Trey Young really reminds me of Reggie Miller because Trey Young's like cold blooded, you know, ice Trey. Loves to talk shit and he's just mm-hmm. like a good shooter. So I feel yeah. like Trey Young is like the the new Reggie Miller, which I like Reggie Miller way more than I like Trey Young. I guess yeah. it's because of like the petty rivalry with Luca coming out together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, Pacers just because how big basketball is there. Yep, that's a good call. Um, another place where this sport is absolutely big. Uh, I'm going with the with the Netherlands. Um, I guess men, men's national soccer team never won a World Cup. There's only like five or six nations that have won a World Cup. That, all. Ha, that have won? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Brazil, Germany, Brazil, England. Germany, England. France. France. Italy. Italy. And then probably like, that's five, right? Yeah, that may be it. Dude, that's crazy. Uh, that may be it. Um, Like Argentina never had a... Argentina uh, won one. Oh! So... Brazil, Italy, Germany, Argentina, Uruguay, France, Spain. Uruguay England. won? Yeah, what year did like 1930-something, like 33 or something. I was going to say, that was like um, when A&M won 
national championship. But yeah, so the Netherlands, um, they they got robbed in 2010. Um, they I think it's robbed? Mexico. Uh, there was a red card. Uh, there there should have been a red card in one of their in like a quarterfinal or maybe a semifinal match. There should have been a red card because Iron Robin got taken down. Um, and then they got screwed on Mexico. Uh, there was a Mexico game in 2016 that there was a questionable call in. Um, but, yeah, so um, the Netherlands has has, in, has invented and, like, not invented. They've invented, like, formations and tactics that are still used today. Um, and, you know, they've spread they've, – Johan Cruyff was probably one of the greatest players to ever play. He was Netherlands. Um, they've been in the finals three times. Um, two of those times they've lost to the host. Um, twice were in extra time. Um, so they could have, you know, they could have been three-time World Cup champions, but it's just it's never happened. So, um, well, I know who I'm going to root for. Is it in Dubai? Uh, it is in Qatar. It, same thing? No, I don't think. Don't think so. I'm an American. Oh, I'm terrible so. at geography. Don't think so. No, they're they're very different. Um, but yeah. Uh, so the Netherlands. Um, and then I'm gonna run through my honorable mention real yep. quick. Buffalo Bills. You already mentioned. Uh, Seattle Mariners. Um, they had that 116 win season. They had Randy Johnson, A. Rod, King, King Griffey Jr., Jr. All on the same team. Never got it done. <laughs> crazy. Um, and then the L.A. slash San Diego Chargers. You think about the years with Breeze, the year, all the years with the Rivers, uh, Tomlinson, Fouts, um, Kel- Kellen Winslow, Kellen Winslow, and then Merriman. Um, That's always been a pretty good like t- uh, franchise. Yeah, you know, I remember like the teams with like. Uh, Breeze and Tomlinson, and then even early Rivers and Tomlinson having some crazy playoff like, exits, like last second field goals, just kind of you know unlucky shit happening in the playoffs. So that was that was one that kind of stood out was the L.A. or San Diego Chargers. Um, that was kind of the, really the only them and the Bills were kind of really the only football teams that you know you can throw in Detroit, but Detroit's a dumpster fire. Always have been. You know, Barry Sanders took him to the playoffs single-handedly in the 90s a few times. Um, who else? Cleveland. Cleveland. but I didn't put them on there, though. But I got did. somebody that you didn't mention. Four Super Bowl appearances and no championships. Minnesota. Yeah. I, I and thought they've got Minnesota. some bad luck in the playoffs, too. Yep. What was it? Uh, oh, no, wait. They had good luck. I was thinking the Minnesota miracle, but that was Diggs catching it and taking it in. Yeah. That but, was – that was um, New Orleans had a terrible string of luck with that – on PI call, and then that the next year. But they did go fifteen and one and lose. That was the Carter Moss mm-hmm. and who was their quarterback? Cole Pepper. Cole Pepper. God, that was a great team. Yeah. Did they miss on a lose on a field goal? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Cole Pepper would just he had a huge arm, and you have fucking Chris Carter and Randy Moss, like young Randy Moss. So he would literally take a seven step and just chunk it, fucking sixty yards. And you're like, fuck it, they're down there somewhere. Where Where would you rank Moss on your receiver rankings? Two. Me too. Behind. Jerry, Jerry Rice. Rice. Yeah, I think it goes Moss, or Rice, Moss, and then... Owens. You go T.O.? He's in the conversation. Mm. I could see that. that yeah. I mean, that's not bad. Look at his stats. He's in the conversation. Because I thought the same thing, too, because I don't like him. But look at his stats. I mean... He is, like, top five in damn near everything. He's there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could definitely make that argument. He's I'm, trying, I'm drawing a blank, man. But I was like, I had somebody good on deck, too. And then T.O. just, like... 
gave me a big brain fart. Sorry. Yeah, but T.O., he's there. Like, I tried to deny it, too, but <laughs> he's there. Calvin Johnson? Uh, I think if... For his window of time? For his window of time, uh, yeah. no doubt. I think I think I could agree on that. Rice, Moss, Owens. All right, my my um, honorable mentions are, I just said Minnesota Vikings. Uh, another basketball team was the Utah Jazz. They had back-to-back finals appearances. Lost. And then, um, obviously, lost. Tampa Bay Rays. They've won two pennants. And they were just like the laughing stock of the league, you know, if, when they first came in. And then I, I, I really think it was after they dropped the devil part and they just wanted to go by the Rays. Mm-hmm. They've just started, like, winning, you know, two pennants since then. They've won multiple divisional titles. Um, and they just do it, you know, kind of like the Moneyball way, like the um, Oakland Athletics. So to compete in that market with – Toronto, which we already said is the New York of Canada, the actual New York Yankees, the Boston Red Sox, and then you got Tampa Bay here. Just Tampa Bay is just always a contender. So yep, yep. Uh, I do miss the Devil Rays, those old school unis though. Yeah, fucking sweet. They're like the purple with like the that green and purple. Steve Irwin's like least favorite team. <laughs> so uh, I, we were talking about NFL wide receivers, and kind of it made me look. And Larry Fitzgerald, second all time. Yeah, but I feel like he he, he had accumulated. A year, he had a sixteen. Year yeah, career. he accumulated all those. But so did I mean he? Jerry Rice plays from eighty five to four. Okay, but no one's debating Jerry Rice. Jerry no. Rice is on top of that hill. So my question is, how many years did Moss play though? Moss played from ninety eight to twenty twelve. That's about fourteen years. Yeah. Yeah. So I would still though, like, if they were like, "All right, you're going to build a team," and say Jerry Rice isn't there, and I get to pick the first receiver, I think I'm going to take Randy Moss. And I want I want those Marshall shoulder pads too. That's like eating his whole fucking body. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Randy or Jerry Rice's um, stats in the playoffs? I'm sure they're, they're fucking lovely. unreal. They're unreal numbers in the playoffs that's alone. What, that's why it's undebatable. Like he did it at every level. You know, where did he come out of? Like Grand Valley State or some, some shit like stupid that. Stupid like that. Yeah. That's when scouting was fucking cool. Where you're like, no, there's this guy <laughs> named Jerry, and I think he's gonna go in the first Check round. Check it out. He plays at a small school in Idaho, right? But he's going to be the all-time best receiver. And then he's not going to endorse a product called Jerry's Rice. How is he? And it's San Francisco. It's right there. It's like the rice capital of America. How are you not going to own a rice company? I don't know. That's bugged me ever since, like, I was in my 20s. Like, why did he not do a rice endorsement deal? I don't know, man. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. All right. Um, so, yep, that's our that's our Mount Rushmore's for today. Um, and, again, listeners, if you have any ideas for yes, Mount Rushmore's, let us know. Let because us know. Text us. We run out of ideas. Very quickly. All right. What do you want to do now? Where are we going? Uh, I don't know. I um, only thing we mentioned was I can do the basketball stats or the um, whatever it's called, standings. We can talk about what happened in Mexico which I don't know a whole lot about what happened, except that it was fucking crazy and tragic. Yeah, uh, every all the reports, and I haven't looked at it today, but all the reports are like, yeah, for no reason. This happened for no reason. Just because Mexican soccer culture is fucking terrible. So it wasn't like a controversial call. It wasn't like one team no, like beat the shit, like I'm going to beat y'all seven to nothing and nope. run up the score. Nope. That I could understand like a fight breaking out. But how the fuck do 17 people die at a fight at a soccer game? And it wasn't like, a, like it was just like a full-on, like, riot broke out. On They were on the field and everything. Yeah, the video I saw, because I just checked it late last night, I opened up Reddit, and then there's just, like, naked 
bodies like laying in like I don't know what it's called, like the stadium, but before you enter the stadium, you know, it's like where the concessions would be in the bathrooms. And there's just like naked people laying there and they're fucking dead. And I'm just like, what is happening? And I opened it and it's like, yeah, 17 confirmed. Um, they're saying like children as well. So I don't know like what happened. I texted my buddy who's a big soccer fan and he said he was watching the game when that shit went, when it, when it went down. He just said it was crazy. He's like, yeah, they're being savage. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, They've had sanctions put on them before because like there's very homophobic stuff, right? Yeah, because remember that you know when when an opposing goalkeeper is taking a kick, like as he's kicking the ball, they'll yell "puto," which is I think "faggot." Faggot? Can I say that? I'm well, you podcast? said it twice. So. <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, so there's some homophobic stuff that they do. It's just fucking childish. It's, it's you know what so I mean? Dumb, like, like that's like, something like we would have said in junior high, think, and then two years later to be like that was really stupid. To yeah, say I think that. we've aged out of that. Um, yeah, at like 14, you age out of that. Yeah, so they're, they've always had that. Their so- their culture just sucks. Like. I remember their soccer culture. <laughs> let me Delicious replay, food, though. Yes, let me rephrase that. Um, their soccer culture <laughs> is just terrible. Like, I remember there was a game in like, I don't know, like two thousand five or seven. The national team was playing and in, in the Azteca where that happened, and Landon Donovan scored, and he went to the corner, and there was just there's a infamous picture where there's just bottles and cups full of piss that they were oh, throwing at him. Um, you know, uh, I it's kind of. It's kind of scary because the the U.S. has a big qualifier down in Azteca in two weeks. Uh, they've suspended the rest of play for for the season as of now. Um, I, I haven't, like I said, I haven't followed it up today, so I don't know uh, what what's um, happened uh, since. But uh, I I don't think you, it's going to be there. <laughs> you may, you know, you may suspend it for the rest of the rest of the season. Um, I think they should have no fans. I think they should lose the game. Yeah, I was going to say, because that's uh, – it's fucked up, but that's where you hit them the most is, like, in their wallet. So, to be like, you're going to lose the right to this game. There's no one going to be here. They're going to lose a lot of money. And I think they just, just go play it in Canada. Because, obviously – because in qualifiers, you play each nation twice, uh, one home, one away. And uh, they've already played us here. And so, I don't think it's right to give us the game, but go play it in Canada or go play it down in, I don't know, another country. But – they shouldn't be able to host yeah, there's for the be, rest of qualifying. There's got to be some repercussions. Because we're not talking about a chant anymore. We're not talking about a Dude, skirmish. 17 people died. What and the room, fuck? Some and, and, it, and it wasn't like a shooting, which is terrible enough. Those people were like beaten to death, mm-hmm. dude. Like repeatedly beaten until their body gave up. Yeah, and there are some reports that there were some kids among that 17. <laughs> so this isn't. You know, it's terrible. It's, this isn't hooliganism. This isn't a scrap between a group of 20 people and uh, yeah. isolated. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't like a fight in a parking lot. No. A fight broke out and then it went on the field in 70. You need to take, died. as a federation and as a country, you need to take it seriously and you need to learn a lesson. So take the game, take all their home game. They should play the rest of the qualifiers away from home. Yeah. It's got to be something. 17 people I mean, died. 17 people, you know, like you keep saying it, but it's fucking hard to fathom that. Yeah, it's, I mean. Go imagine. to a soccer game and that shit happens. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we can go there. Um, I think we just went there, Doug. Yep. Uh, FC Dallas, they kicked off their season um, last week. It was a 1-1 draw uh, against, who did they play? Doesn't matter. I got a soccer question. Yo. Is it a soccer game or is it a match? It's a match. Okay. I always Technically, I don't ever people. I don't ever. I'm not 
that snobby. I see you rolling your eyes it. every time I say a soccer. No, game. no, no. I, I don't ever. I don't get snobby. Where I do is I don't like it when people call goalkeepers goalies because that's goalkeeper. like a, that's a hockey term. Like keeper or goalkeeper is more soccer, and goalie is like more hockey. Okay. That that bugs me for some reason. But game match doesn't matter. What's um nil? What's Zero. that come from? I know, I know what it means. Oh, what's uh, like the origin? I don't know. Probably Latin. Okay, we'll go with that. I don't know. We'll, we'll go with that. Um, but yeah, they played Toronto FC last week and drew 1-1. Um, I've bitched about the narrative of the hunts being cheap and not spending money. I can't say that anymore because we actually made some moves this offseason. But they sold Pepe, right? Yeah. yeah. Did, did the team have a say in that, or was Pepe like, I'm out of here in any way? Oh, the team has a say. But the player can't force his way out. Okay. But he's well, still contracted by the team. So the team's ultimately... Given the option, though, what would you think it'd be better to go where he's at now? Yeah, for him developmentally, absolutely. Right, that's what I'm saying. He, so it was probably like mutual. It'll it'll pay off for the United States in the long run because he's playing against better competition every day in training. He's playing against better competition. And in, then when we games. have national team tournaments... He'll, he'll come in and he'll be a better player. It's like Christian Pulisic. Like he's yeah. only gotten better since he's yeah. been in... Is he in Chelsea? Chelsea, yeah. I think the guy's selling that too, isn't he? I thought I saw the guy that's Roman Abramovich. Yep. Yeah, that he was. I was because I was like, I wonder how much he'll get for that fucking team. Because mm-hmm. I he's would imagine Chelsea's got to be one of. The, he's being forced. Or there's pressure. Yeah. Uh oh. He do something bad. Well, he's Russian. He's friends with Putin. Oh yeah, he's probably an oligarch. Mm-hmm. Which he is. An we oligarch. have that here too. You know, we have oligarchs here. We just yeah, we call it entrepreneurship. And but I, I saw you posted that. I don't like because when I think art, entrepreneurship, I think about the little guys. And the little guys aren't out here making billion dollars. No. So when you the turn entrepreneurship, it it's like elite entrepreneurship okay, is what it should be. Like, like Mark Zuckerberg's an entrepreneur. I like that, I like that better. Yeah, because Claire's a fucking entrepreneur. She's exactly. not an old card. Exactly. No, I like if, that better. If, if you have a hundred million dollars in a bank that doesn't get taxed, like in an offshore in account, Bermuda, yeah, yeah, you're a fucking oligarch. Yeah. It doesn't uh, matter what country you're in. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, so they've spent some money this offseason. Damn, that sucks. <laughs> he's getting pressured to sell. Yeah. I mean, he's Russian. He's friends with Putin. But you know what? It's going to be like, okay. It's like when the, who was it, Balmer for the Clippers? They're like, mm. oh, you got to sell your teams. Like, okay, I guess I'll make $2 billion in a day. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck do I care? I'll still be a billionaire. Yep. <laughs> like, oh, poor guy's got to sell his team and make billions of dollars. Yeah, yep. y'all really showed him. Yep. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. So they and then they played yesterday. They played New England and lost one nil on the road. Oh, um, shit. But it, it's going to be a lot of gelling. Like how many how many games are in thirty four? Okay, that takes a while, dude. Because they play like what one or two games a week. One on average. One. And then in the later in the season, you will have like a midweek game. Um, Is that how it was like when you were growing up? It was like football. It's like one game a week. When I was playing high school, we played Tuesdays and Fridays. See, I thought it'd be more of like a two game a week season or sport because like. Especially in England, you got to think like you have your league, so you're playing in league play, mm. and then you have all these other tournaments that you're playing in simultaneously in conjunction with the league. So you in England, you could be playing for the Premiership title, the FA Cup, which is so much going on. That's all money, though. The League Cup, and then if you qualify for Europe, you're either playing in Champions League or Europa League. And so these you, are things that go on. At the same time. Your league play does not stop. Jesus Christ. So they do play, you know, twice a week. But here we do have a version of that. It's called the U.S. Open Cup. So, when, But the MLS teams don't get involved until later in the rounds. And then the, the MLS teams will come in. And then you will have like a Tuesday-Saturday situation or a Wednesday-Saturday situation. 
Well, I, I really want to go to a game. Again, there's uh, a Jersey Mike's nearby, so we can stop I know exactly Jersey where it's Mike's. at. <laughs> we'll stop there. Um, I think, what did we say, the 16th? I think You said so. two dates. Uh, it's the Portland game. That'll be a good game to go to. Dude. It'll be Portland, a good game. Portland, go, Portland goes hard. So Portland games are actually fun to watch because that crowd is fucking into it. Speaking of crowds, we were texting last night. I was like, I'm watching the – because the, there's a expansion team this year, Charlotte mm-hmm. FC. They set the single game uh, attendance record was like seventy three thousand. I was going to ask, is that like their stadium, or were they playing where the Panthers? They're playing, playing where the Panthers are. I was going to say, man, good for them for putting up money to build that stadium for a soccer team while their stadium's being built. But it's not going to hold seventy four thousand people. No, no, that'll just make maybe like twenty. Two, they'll have wait lists for. No, they'll probably make it. They're they're newer ones. Yes, like back in the day, like we were the second soccer specific stadium. In the country, ours seems small too. Because back then, twenty thousand was about. Is that our capacity? Twenty twenty one, yeah. But now, like these big, these newer clubs are coming in with forty thousand, fifty thousand seat stadiums. Damn. But uh, yeah, so and we we're talking about it last night. But yeah, you know, Charlotte, you know, first ever game set the single game attendance record for like seventy three and change, seventy four thousand. I know the weather was shitty last Saturday, but there was twelve thousand. Weather, weather wasn't that shitty, to be honest. It wasn't I, like pouring I don't, rain. I don't care if it was that the same conditions in Seattle, Portland, Portland. Yeah, even, I hate admitting it. Austin, um, Austin already have a better fan base than us. I, I think. I think that the soccer team, soccer club going to Austin was like great though, because that seems like it's not a baseball town. It's not a football town. I think soccer would be a, a good sport for Austin, and they don't have a professional team, so it's something they can all like. You know, yeah, cling on to. When I saw that, I was like, I thought that was genius. And the numbers, like you'll look at, pre- uh, like Premiership, like viewer, like TV ratings, and like World Cup TV ratings, and Austin is always high up. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a that was a good move. I think MLS is being really smart too about where they pick these teams, mm-hmm. because you know I would put a team like in Alabama or Mississippi. These teams that well maybe not. I don't know somewhere where New Mexico where they don't have a professional team. And you're going to be the one and only. Like Oklahoma City Thunder, they're the only professional f- sports team in all of Oklahoma. Yeah. Everyone's a fucking Thunder fan. Yeah. You know, go somewhere where they don't, you know, you're not competing with five other major pro sports in that one town or that one state and just dominate. And they also take into account, like, they look at viewership on TV. They look about, they look at, like, when the national team comes and plays in that town, like, what's the turnout like? What's, and then a lot of it is grassroots. Like, I think Charlotte, you know, came in. And it started with like a Facebook page, like bring MLS to Charlotte. And then it grew and grew and grew and grew and grew. And then it finally like Don Garber couldn't ignore it anymore. It was like, holy shit, maybe I should look into Charlotte. Yeah. They made their pitches. Ownership team groups got together. And boom, that's how it happens. I think next year St. Louis comes in. St. Louis is like kind of like historically been a hotbed. Like a lot of good players have come out of St. Louis. You know, Taylor Twelman, if you ever watch. Never heard of him. Uh, if you ever watch uh, games on ESPN, he's commentated. He's one of the commentators. He played for the national team. I know Alexi Lex. Ale- Alexi Lawless. Lawless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, that's the one guy I'm like, oh, yeah, he's a commentator. But yeah, St. Louis has been a hotbed. Um, St. Louis University there is constantly in the top 25 every year ranked in, in NCAA well, then the, soccer. That, so that, that that's a good sense. soccer town, yeah. Yeah. And they, and they just lost their football team. They don't have a basketball team. They don't, they don't have a hockey team either, do they? It's just the Blues. Oh, duh. You're right. Fuck them. That's who beat us. Yeah. In the Western Finals a couple years ago. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I can't say that um, 
Dan Hunt and, and the hunts of being cheap because they went out and they spent money. They've gone aggressive on marketing. They've got like a 100-foot banner in downtown Dallas, you know, because um, there's a lot of people that don't don't even know that there is a soccer club here, a professional team. And I was listening to the Third Degree podcast, um, Buzz Carrick, who's been following the team since 1996, who's from the beginning, day one. He says that he'll be there for you because you've been there. They've got a huge youth comp. They've got a huge complex, and they hold a lot of youth tournaments. Mm-hmm. There were people at those youth tournaments watching FCD youth teams play that didn't know that FC Dallas had a professional team. And he's like, "Yeah, that big stadium right there. That's where the professional. That's where the first team plays." Yeah, they're like, "Oh, I thought that was a job. high school football stadium." I'm like, no. So, but slowly they're changing that. Um, we've got a new head coach. Um, so slowly kind of everything is kind of changing. The narrative is changing. So um, I'm excited to see where it goes this year. Um, I don't know. I'm excited to get out there again. Let's do it. I had a great time. We made some friends from, were they from Nigeria? Yeah. Those yeah. are good people. Good people. Good people. Yeah. So, um, all right. You want to, you want to get into what are we watch or do your basketball? I was just going to do some standings. Cause we're, do we're, getting basketball. Late. we're getting late into the season. Um, Eastern Conference, we got the Heat, 76ers, Bucks, Bulls, Celtics, Cavs, Raptors, and the Nets slipping in eighth place, and that's the play-in game. What is it, seven and eight? Or I, thought it was, I thought it was eight and nine. Eight and nine play-in game. Nine was um, Charlotte, Hornets um, looking pretty good. Ten is the Atlanta Hawks, who were actually in the conference finals last year yeah. and slipped quite hard. Um, out of all that, I made a bet with uh, my buddy at work, the same one I made the Bengals bet with, that – Paid off because they made it to the Super Bowl and then we made a double or nothing for the for the actual game. But so I got some money out of it. But he wanted the same with um, Western Conference team. He picked the Suns, mm-hmm. which is a good bet because right now they're fifty one and twelve. Um, so it's a good. It's a three to one. He has the Suns. I have everyone else in the West to try Give to make that. it out. Give me that bet. Yeah, I felt confident because I still got the Warriors. I think Warriors. Okay, Warriors might be the one team that can contend with them. Right now, it's it's Suns, Grizzlies, which John Morant's looking like an MVP candidate. If, if you ever, like, randomly see a Grizzlies game on, just put it on just to, see, just to see that guy do something crazy. Yeah. Warriors in the three seed. Then we got Jazz, Mavericks in five. So if it ended today, it would be Mavericks, Jazz. That would be a good series. Then we go Nuggets, Timberwolves, Clippers. And in the 9-10 is the Lakers and Pelicans. So Lakers falling hard too, just like the Hawks did in the East. Where fuck LeBron. Yeah, I'm 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 cool with that. The guys, I don't know if you saw this play. The, it was, I think it was from last night when they were playing the Warriors. Warriors were trying to inbound at like mid court, and I don't remember who tipped it, but someone tipped it on the inbound, got the ball, and then LeBron just starts running up the baseline like on the opposite end, and he does an alley oop from like half court, and LeBron goes up with one hand and dunks it, and I'm like. That guy's like 38 years old. He's been in the NBA since I was in high school. He's just the greatest athlete I've ever seen. Like, you say fuck LeBron, and I get it because people are tired of him, but he's, my opinion, the second greatest basketball player of all time, and he is the best fucking athlete I've ever seen. To be that old, and not only has he played like 18 years, but I think with all his playoff experience, he's probably like, like his legs are like, yeah, like 20-something years yeah. in the league. And the fact that he can still just go up and get that ball is it's very impressive to me. But that was a little bit of basketball. That was like two minutes on he's basketball. He's a Cowboys fan, too. Yeah, he's a bandwagon guy. He's like Yankees, yeah. Yankees, Cowboys, and he plays for the Lakers. He's that guy. 
which yeah. nobody likes that and guy. And then when the Indians are in the World Series, he'll show up there or whatever. Who's that? You mean the Guardians? Oh, dude, that's going to take me so long. Bro, I'm just, about? I'm just now getting around to like not calling the Raiders Oakland. Oh, I still The do. Guardians, man, that's going to. And, we got and the, the Commanders. I called them the Commodores at first. <laughs> I, was, I was telling somebody, I was like, yeah, they picked the name as the Commodores. And I that might be better that, than the Commanders. And that was like a naval term. So I was like, yeah, DC has like a Navy connection because it's in Washington, D.C. That might be and better. And the next day I was like, oh, it's the Commanders. Okay, well, I felt like a fucking idiot because I went a whole day calling the Commodores. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, uh, I know what you mean. I still say. Um, San Diego Chargers and so say, Oakland Raiders. Some t- very rarely will I say St. Louis. St. Louis Rams. Rams. Yeah, yeah. Very, very rarely I will. Speaking of will. Uh, Rams, they might have all four, 14 fans listening right now, so congratulations on that Super Bowl. Yep. Um, in my opinion, Good Matthew job. Stafford is still not a Hall of Famer no. just because mm-hmm. he won one championship. He still has some pretty bad seasons under his belt. I would say this, though. He's not a Hall of Famer. But I think this puts Odell Beckham over the top. I think Odell's now a Hall of Famer. Wow. <laughs> That's my hot take. It's a hot take, bro. Stafford, not in the Hall of Fame. Odell in. And then Donald is cemented his place up there with, like, Lawrence fucking Taylor, you know, like, mm-hmm. one of the greatest. I think it was a good battle between him and J.J. Watt, but he's he's already leapfrogged rock. Or le- leapfrogged? Leapfrogged? Leapfrogged. I was, leapfrogged. I was trying to do, like, past tense, but that doesn't make sense. J.J. Watt, because J.J. isn't still the player that Aaron Donald is, and now Donald has that championship. So I think it's safe to say he's probably the best defensive player in the last 20, 25-plus years. Like, he's on that yeah. podium by himself. Yeah. I don't know who else you'd put him up there with until you get to, like, Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. Um, you're probably right. You know, like Reggie, Randy, Reggie White. Reggie White. Or um, Strahan. Straight people people forget how Strahan good Strahan was just because he's like a TV personality. That guy was a fucking menace for like fifteen years. Ray Lewis, I love me some Ray Ray. Don't get me started. You know, you start throwing out names. I think Aaron Donald's. It's hard because it's not apples to apples, but I think and I think he's the closest like Reggie White. Yeah, yeah, just pure dominant. Yeah, or you have this thing Bruce Allen. Bruce he was Smith. like he was Bruce Smith. That boy was blurple. Boy's <laughs> blurple. He was. I remember him just being so fucking black. Uh, why am I blanking the cat out of the psychopath out of uh, Pittsburgh? The end. James Harrison. Yeah. Debo. Yeah. I would. You put you put James Harrison in that category with those guys. He was good he was for a good. long time. He was good. We're talking about greatest of all time. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't put him goat. goat nah. No. I would say Paul Malu was a better defensive player than James Harrison. Is that a hot take? Yeah. Mm, no. No. Yes and no. Paul Malu's first ballot Hall of Famer, I think Harrison gets in. That's how I'll put it. I but Paul Malu's first ballot. Why do I think it, just, it was just a short burst for him? Like a four-year stretch. And then it kind of fell off real hard. I'll tell you this. He's no Ed Reed. No. I've always loved Ed Reed. No. Ed Reed's probably one of my favorite non-Cowboys players of all time. Me? We're talking about safeties, Ed Reed, and Brian Dawkins. Brian Dawkins. That's, again, will, a guy I hated Well, Will fucking end your life. Yeah. And um, who would they have? Brian Westbrook. There was like mm-hmm. a period of time where it was like McNabb, Westbrook, and Dawkins. Like like the the Eagle, that's why, to me, the Eagles are our biggest rival because they've been consistent. I know the Giants have won two Super Bowls. But from the millennium on, it's like the Eagles have been that consistent, like, pain in our ass, like, better team. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
All right, so you want to get into what are we watching and we'll wrap this thing up? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go really quick because I've actually All got right, something to contribute. You. Okay. So we are watching on Netflix. It's called Inventing Anna. Inventing I've heard Anna. About that. And um, it's about uh, Anna Delvey, and she was the fake German heiress. Um, Swindled actually did a did a uh, a story on an episode on her. Okay, well then I've heard it. Yeah, you have heard it. So she was she was this woman who said she came from money, um, like she was a German heiress. Like her father had a trust fund, and she came over to New York and swindled a bunch of people out of a ton of money and this started a, this fake. This uh, is a documentary. Yeah. Well, no, it's a it's a real story, but it's a it's like told told with actors and mm-hmm. okay. yeah, it's got. Oh, I'm going to get her name wrong. Jennifer Garner, the chick from... Um, Capital One commercials? Is that Jennifer Garner? Maybe not. Maybe. The chick <laughs> who plays Ruth in um, in uh, Ozark. I've never seen that show. I know you're talking about it. Now that I've, now I picture She's got the curly hair. But anyway, she's... she's got the, that really narrows it down. Yeah. She's got curly hair. <laughs> in, in Ozark. Okay. Um, it's got her, and then it's got Anna Chomsky, the chick from My Girl. My girl, like the movie with Macaulay Culkin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that movie came out twenty five years ago, dude. It still makes you cry. It does. I dude, that movie is very fucking sad. You know what's bullshit? They made a sequel to that. That fucking two time and slut. <laughs> After he fucking died for her, they make a sequel so she can get another boy. Nah, fuck that. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, have been able to tell you. Yeah, it's like a. It's what like, else she's been in? Oh, she's in. Yeah, my Anna. Girl. Ch- Julia Garner, sorry, Julia Garner, uh, Anna Chomsky, um, who's I've heard it. I've I've heard that because it wasn't in mentioned with um, the Tinder swindler, which we did watch. Yeah, and then it's got uh, randomly, it's got Durs from uh, from Workaholics. <laughs> it's got Anders. Yeah, it's got Durs from Workaholics. Is he, he like plays, he plays serious guy? Yeah, like, he's good. Yeah, he's good. He plays the wife of the uh, of plays the, the uh, wife. The husband. Oh. He plays the husband of the reporter who breaks the story on, on Anna Delvey. That's not something Claire would be into. Oh, it's fair. Watch dude, it, with me. it was one of those ones where Lauren started watching it, and, like, I'd walk by and, like, stop and, like, watch for a few minutes and mm-hmm. just go about my business. And the next time I'd walk through, I'd stop, watch a few more minutes. And before I knew it, I was laying on the bed with her, and I was like, Trying what to is this about? Up. What yeah. is this about? And she's like, oh, it's about this chick named Anna, and she, she, uh, you know, swindled a bunch of people. I was like, oh, shit, yeah. You had me uh, at Swindled. Yeah, Swindled uh, Swindled did an episode on her. I know what you're talking about. I know who this is. And then every night, I'm like, hurry up, get home so we can So watch. this is a series. Yeah, on okay. on uh, on Netflix. I feel like that's, like, the progression. Like, especially if you're married, like, watching a movie's cool. But if you find, like, a six-part series, series like, a four- or five-part series, like, hell yeah. This is what we're going to do all fucking week. Yeah, so Inventing Anna, it's really, really good. Um her name was Anna Sorkin, but she her fake name was Anna um, Delvey over here. Mm. But we've heard it on Swindled. He covered it. Now, Claire, we'll watch that for sure. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, and then uh, what I've been listening to, um, I follow this guy on TikTok. His name, I don't know what his name is, but the podcast name is E for Explicit. It's just a dude. And I looked, you know, I, when I followed him on Apple Podcasts, he had like twelve reviews. So he's kind of a smaller, smaller guy, but he gets interviews with kind of, kind of important people like FBI agents, profilers, and it's just it covers everything from 
excuse me, uh, business to conspiracy to serial killer to crime, true crime. And he just kind of bounces around. It's kind of interview based. And um, I've been catching up on his stuff. He's got like 50 something episodes. Um, he's just kind of a smaller, smaller podcaster. And I follow him on TikTok. And uh, he releases like little clips of his podcast. And uh, that's how I started following and listening to the podcast. And it's just, he has really gone really good guests. And he's into true crime and conspiracy theories. So it's like, that's what we're all me. about. Yeah. Me. Um, speaking of TikTok. One of my biggest regrets is following uh, Brittany from uh, season 22. Uh, or tw- was it, What was the last season, 23? I believe so. 23. Was following her on TikTok. Which one, Brittany? Brittany. The one who was autistic. Brittany. Oh, is that the girl from Portland? No. that That's Whitney. Oh, she was from Niagara Falls. Yeah. She was a kindergarten teacher. Yeah. Why was that a Because all she does is dance. All she does Dude. is do the dances. Okay, that yeah, that would everyone that would get on my fucking like, nerves. I thought if I followed her, she'd be like, "Oh, okay, well, this is what it was like in the house." Do you and follow anyone else? Because that's a weird pick. Is that the only person you follow on there? That's the only one that's on TikTok that I really. You think I, they're all like so self-absorbed? They'd be putting out videos all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to pay. I really want to pay for Whitney's OnlyFans. <laughs> she has one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> Yes, dude, dude, there are people in this town that you pass in the grocery store that have OnlyFans that you would be surprised. Well, if you find out, just I, let me get Lauren, a link so I can confirm. Lauren knows all the I would just be curious, you spicy know, spicy like, links. She knows all, she hears all that at work. Oh, bro, I, if you, if, if there's like a name drop that we know, I got to know about she it. She was like, because, you know, she, Lauren's cool with a lot of people up at work, a lot of her customers, and she tied with them and... The other night, you know, her and the, one of her customers were talking, like, see that girl over there? She's got an OnlyFans account, and her husband films it, and she's got, like, 16,000 followers. I thought they were going to cancel that, though. Like, no more of um, basically nudity on there. I don't know. don't well, know. OnlyFans would kind of tank their business model if they did that, because who the fuck else would be using OnlyFans? And then somebody else would just fill that vacuum. Mm-hmm. Like, Someone else is just going to come up and just pick right up where you drop that. Yep. So they better so. not, unless they just want to go bankrupt. So, yeah. So Inventing Anna and uh, and uh, E for Explicit. And podcast. if anyone's got that link to that, <laughs> for Matt. Yeah, uh, Whitney, I don't know her last name, but she was on Big Brother 23. Whitney from Portland. Whitney from Portland. She has yeah. curly hair. I want to see her butthole. Oh, wow. He's going straight for that booty hole. Yep. I want to see her butthole. Okay. <laughs> All right, is that my cue to go? That's a good transition. Go. Yeah, I guess I'll talk about what I'm listening to. Uh, I listen to American Greed, which is just like another version of Swindled. Uh, I think it's brought by like MSNBC or something like that. But um, they have individual episodes, so always good to just pick up and listen to one for like 30 or 40 minutes. Uh, the same applies to this one called Disappearances. It's different episodes about you know just people over time, usually in America, that just disappeared, never heard from again. I listened to the episode about Michael Rockefeller, which was really good. Yeah, that you know about that, that story? was crazy. Yeah, so he was the grandson of the Rockefeller. You know, mm-hmm. like they said, John how, Rockefeller. Yeah, they said how his wealth would be more than like Musk, Bezos, and Bill Gates combined because he founded Standard Oil mm-hmm. right when the oil boom in the that it, age. Of, now, uh, cars. this was the one where he, like he was living like on a island with like a. Yeah, he um, wanted to collect tribe. all the art from like a New Guinea, so like he wanted to get indigenous art to show, ended and up. he ended up trade. He would trade with them, and he had this little boat that got kind of stranded. He's like, "Well, I'm going to swim ashore, 
never seen again. They thought like maybe he drowned, maybe he got eaten. No, they fucking killed him and ate him, bro. Hey, they look fucking at this piece like of fucking white meat. Yeah, like they they did. They said they immediately just killed him, drained his blood, and fucking cannibalized him. And then they're like they were making like daggers out of like his thigh bone and shit. Fuck yeah. So just that's just crazy to me because it's a Rockefeller, bro. That's like one of the like that's like the oligarch of America. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like monopoly money. And his fucking grandson was eaten by some guy in New Guinea by, like, a tribe of people that don't even know, like, a single word of English. No. And he was probably like, wait, like, I'm worth, like, money you can't even understand. Do you know who my dad is? Yeah, do you know who my dad is, who my grandfather is? And they just go, yeah, fucking cut him. We got we got that skewer they put him on and just <laughs> They've got him rotating on a, on a spit. So that was, that was a really good one to me. I just said, it's just wild to eat my natives. Um, I got this one's called uh, Sacred Scandal. I'm going to read it because I, I don't give good descriptions, so I'm going to read some of these. It's two, decade, two decades ago, on a calm, dark Miami night, a nun was stabbed nearly 100 times on the grounds of a prestigious private academy in Montessori by Mykola Kaleyov, who was a Ukrainian. Uh, he was at that school, like, shout studying. Out Ukraine. Yeah, shout out Ukraine. Stay strong. As investigators start asking questions around this Byzantine Catholic school and the gruesome murder, they find more than just her killer and the search for answers that stretches into some of the most remote villages of Eastern Europe, they uncover allegations of sexual abuse, scar- secret letters to the Vatican, and other mysteries of faith. So I haven't got through it all yet, but that's something I was like halfway, I was like 10 episodes, it's 10 episodes long, and I was like through six yesterday. So I was just going to mention it because it was a good one. Um, those are all on Spotify. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a book that I listened to on Audible. It's called Jesus and John Wayne. It's a sweeping account of the last 75 years of white evangelicalism showing how American evangelicals have worked for decades to replace the Jesus of the Gospels with the idols of a rugged or with an idol of rugged masculinity and Christian nationalism. Evangelical popular culture is teeming with muscular heroes, mythical warriors and rugged soldiers, men like Oliver North, Ronald Reagan and Mel Gibson and the Duck Dynasty clan who assert white masculine power in defense of Christian America. Um, uh, chief among these evangelical leaders is John Wayne, an icon of a lost time where men were uncowered by political correctness, unafraid to tell it like it is and did what was needed to be done. A much needed reexamination. Jesus and John Wayne explains why evangelicals have rallied behind the least Christian president in American history and how they have transformed their faith in the process while enduring consequences for all of us. So just talking about how they kind of reimagined Jesus to be like this muscular badass that, you know, take no shit and slap an ass. And then how they just use that influence to kind of infiltrate politics. And now we're making all these laws about what you can do to your body or what you can do in a place based on other people's religion, which I don't care if you're religious or not, but I don't like it when that influences my laws and policies because you don't think it should be right. And last but not least, I haven't listened to a lot of Kanye. A lot of Kanye West. And watching, I got three things that were on HBO. The White Lotus, which is a really good show. Um, It was about this Hawaiian resort and the characters that go there. And you find out really early on that someone died there. And then you don't find out who and why until like later on. But it's like a really good dark comedy. It's hard to explain, but if anyone has HBO, I would highly recommend The White Lotus. We watch this show called Big Little Lies and again on HBO. Um, about like these rich 
bitches that basically kill a guy and have to keep a lie, but it's a really good cast. Um, that was another terrible description. <laughs> uh, the Righteous Gemstones, which Brady has been telling Shout us to watch Brady. for the longest time. Yeah, Brady and my sister, shout out Alicia, have been telling me to watch this for the longest time, and I just put it off until we finally watched it, and it's like one of the best shows on TV right now. Um, we I think last week was the season two finale, and it's like I immediately looked on. And it's like yes, they already greenlit like season three, and you know we're all stoked about it. It's it's a really good show. It's really fucking funny, but it just has like. Every episode is just like so enjoyable from beginning to end. It's got really good characters. I re- my favorite is probably BJ. If anyone knows Righteous Gemstones, they know the BJ's the man. So would recommend all of those. HBO Max is by far my favorite streaming service. I watch so much HBO. Um, got one more thing here. This is on Netflix. Genius, the Kanye trilogy. I told you, dude, it's been a lot of Kanye this yeah, week. it really has. Um, been. But it, it was really good. So it was a three-part, and the first two were his struggles just to get just to get known outside of his producing and try to get a record deal. And when he finally did, they wouldn't even give him the money to record. You know, he had to borrow studio time. He had to finance his own shit. Mm-hmm. He had to make his own videos because he believed in himself. I mean, rightfully yep. so, because 20 years later, he's making a... Oh, and it was cool because he had a buddy that was already filming him that knew early on from like 1988. You get this clip of him as a producer, and he was like, I knew then Kanye was going to be big. So he just started filming them like all the time, like following Kanye around. So they got this footage, and I mean, it's just great footage that spans from like '98 to like 2006 or seven when he got a little too cocky, a little too arrogant, a little too big. And then they took a break, but then they came back. So there's just like good footage all throughout like 20 years. Um, last but not least, this is with Ellie. We watched Fireheart last week, which yeah. was a good movie. That's what she was trying to explain to you. Uh, it was about uh, a woman in New York. It was animated, of course, who wanted to be a fireman, firefighter, but you couldn't as a woman back then. So she had to like go in disguise and ended up saving the city and becoming like the first so firefighter. Like, so it's York. like uh, Ladybugs, but firefighter version. Yeah, I guess if you want to break it down at a toddler level, something like that. Cool. <laughs> I'm but it just talks about how you know there were no female firefighters until like 1982 and how they broke this barrier down. And it's just good for like, you know, Elizabeth to watch stuff like that. You can, be, you can be whatever you want, you know? Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to lie to you. There's some stuff that you probably can't be. It'd be a little too difficult, but I'm not going to tell her she can't be a firefighter. Um, we watched Scooby-Doo, Shaggy Showdown. That was a good Western one. Nice. nice little twist. And then last week, I tried to take her to see the new Spider-Man, The No Way Home. Yeah. That didn't work out. We were we were walking out uh, about 30 minutes in. And I blame that movie trailer. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Jordan, what's his name? Jared Leto's in it. It's called like Mor- Morbius or mm-hmm. something like that. Where he's like a fucking vampire bat. Yeah. Yeah. That shit looked kind of scary. And that was the trailer we saw like right before the movie started. And yeah, she was not she feeling was it done, after huh? that. She was done. She wanted to sit in my lap. And then the movie started. So it was a good movie. We watched like the first 30 minutes. And if anyone sees it, you know, it's like a split in like the universe or something. So all these past villains come back so it was just nothing but bad guys and she was done she was like we're wanting to go home so but it was good because we played the games. i probably spent 50 fucking dollars at that theater yep between games and concessions and tickets of 50 bucks and we walked out with like a elastic pair of handcuffs that she won with all her tickets <laughs> so i got to just go to jail and i got yeah. home yeah so I, I'll, I'll watch it when it comes out um i'll finally get to watch that movie because i've heard it was really good and i want to see the new batman I know that was yeah. random that, you know, we've had a few buddies see it and everybody said it's pretty good. So I want to yeah. check that out. Everybody, Pattinson's getting good reviews. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. He, he did. I think um, he gets a lot of shit for Twilight. Yeah, I was going to say, he made that movie um, 
with those brothers. Now I can't think of their names, but the guys that made like right righteous. No, that's not it. Uncut gems. Yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. I can't think of that movie though, man. But he was like a him and his brother. I don't know. Fuck it. I'm not even gonna talk about. It. He is a good actor though. That's what I should say. That's all I'm gonna leave it at. He's a good actor. Yep. All right. I could fumble my way to the end of that one. Well, we made it. We made it. I think we. I think we figured out how to get back up on this bike. But um, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging in there with us. We're gonna try to again do this <laughs> on a more regular it. Don't basis. You fucking say it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, guys, everybody, thanks for hanging in there. Thanks for for listening. Uh, if you got anything for us during the week, um, write us on Instagram or hell, I could say this. Y'all have our numbers. Just text us, and we'll get back with you. Uh, but for Matt and I'm Andrew, we're out. Thank you.